Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. I want people to believe in me, and I want people to believe in me when they taste my beer. That's what it's about. You mean you laid underneath it and tried to put his tongue up the bung? (laughs) I like to actually scoop up the yeast Uh and look at it. 7 o'clock came real early that next morning. Thanks for dumbing that down for us. You did an awesome job. It's all about food and beer. Punch me in the junk. Man, that thing was thick. The point is just beat it like it's your dick. I like to smell it (laughs) afterwards. Are you being sarcastic right now? No. Bring your body armor. I ran into my jungle once on a ball valve in a kettle. That's (laughs) a true happy now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. I hate my life. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. JP again here at the helm of the Mighty Mighty Session. Oh. Reminds me of uh, when we were at HomebrewCon, whenever we would uh, see the Mississippi River, I would always have to tell Blobber, you can't just call it the Mississippi, it's the Mighty Mississippi. That's it. Spoken like somebody who has never lived anywhere close to it. That's true. Or someone who grew up reading Tom Sawyer. (laughs) Or that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Where's Engine Joe? God damn it. (laughs) I don't know. That's Huck Finn, but it's fine. It's all right. They didn't let me read racist literature. (laughs) Yeah. They Growing didn't up let in, you. In, you tried. In school. You no. tried. But, uh, you know, hey, man, it's fine. You tried, and uh, uh, kudos to you for that. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. We have Drake's on. Speaking of mighty things, uh, Drake's is a, a very popular craft brewery in the Bay Area here. You may have heard us talking on and on and on about them. Uh, well, they have their Aroma Series for release here today, and we have, I think, four Aroma beers in the series on tap. Most beers I drink have aroma. But these are titled aroma. Like the Aromacoma, oh. and I think it's the Aromacoma. I don't know too much about it, because okay. it, it's like totally not in my wheelhouse of beers, you know what I mean? Right. We have, oh, we have five, okay. But um, I know Aromacoma, at least in the name. Right, so we have five of those kind of beers in that style here, or not style, but in that series uh, okay. here, and we have the brewers uh, John and D in the studio to talk to us about it and to taste through the beers, and uh, uh, basically, so here's my plan for the show, Warren. 
I'm going to tell you. Tell the, me. I'm going to tell you. Please. The okay. Thank you very much. Um, I'm going to. I would like to talk to them about just kind of the state of beer in general. Um, those of you who who well, probably nobody knows this, but maybe you do. And if you don't, just play along. Um, we send out actual pre-interview questions. Yes. To the guests, right? What do you you know? What do you see? What's your role? Yep. What's your name? What's your social security yep. number? What's your first pet? What's the first street you lived on? General questions yeah. that everybody should know. Yeah. And sometimes I read the answers that they give. Right. And sometimes you hack the but it's fine. Yeah. And um, anyway, so they, they answered a couple of interesting questions about trends in brewing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like since we've talked to Drake so many times over the years, we've already gotten the history of the company. We've right. already gotten kind of the history of everybody. I'll talk to you a little bit about the brewers because everyone wants to know. That kind of stuff. John uh, Galuli has been basically everywhere. I mean, he's been at Red Hook and Mendocino <laughs> yeah. and, and Dogfish. And so he's the guy's been around. He's right? brewed some beer. He's brewed some beer on both coasts and maybe even a little bit in between. Um, so I don't want to do that so much. It's kind of just chat about the industry, where they think beer is going. Yeah. Uh, maybe even let him sit in for some beer news. I have a little bit of beer news, not much, mm-hmm. and it's not done very well. Okay. Um, but you know, so standard. Yeah, yeah, it sounds great. Right. It sounds like it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also made the mistake of getting into a Facebook argument online before the show started, and so now I have to like check it. Actually, I should close. I'm going to close this. Facebook arguments there are a mistake go. no matter when you start them. I know, but I feel like I'm such a master at arguing with people and <laughs> shutting like stupid troll twonks down that it's just mm. fun for me. And then, um, and then now I'm we'll have to work. And oh. uh, now, uh, so I had to close my Facebook because I'm like waiting for the wow. notification. Like I'm going to fucking roast so you, this dude. So you're got you're about to get owned <laughs> and and can't do anything about it because you're working. It's pwned, by the way. Oh, yeah. is it? Okay. I guarantee you, I'm, the next message I get is going to be the classic. I don't have time for any of this. You have a good day. <laughs> good day, sir. Good day. I said good day, <laughs> sir. Uh, anyway, speaking of having good days, this show is brought to you by More Beer, the fine folks at morebeer.com. They have everything you need to make great beer at home. Trust me, I know because I used to buy all of it. Yeah. And write the descriptions for it and take the pictures and do all the things. So trust me when I say it's pretty good stuff. Yeah. I was there this weekend again. I know I've said that a few times. But <laughs> You're repeating your material, Warren. It was, also, it was also true this weekend. What were you there for? Sorry, I'm drinking. Uh, it, I was buying some tubing. Yeah? Yeah, but not for beer use. <laughs> for beating candy with? Yeah. Yeah. I needed a clear whip. <laughs> yeah, right. You couldn't see coming. The legs. The yes. upper the right. upper legs because her skirts generally go like around knee right. or so. Yes. So yeah. right. So I'm learning. Right. Yeah. Marriage. Right. Or it could be like in the old days when like you know your grandparents would tell you to get go pick a switch. Oh yeah. Maybe she sent you to more beer to get a hose to whip you with. It's probably oh, how I would like to think about ma- it. Yeah, because I was getting it for her. <laughs> for what? What is what does she need uh, tubing for? Costumes. And, and does her do her do her legs not work? It it's well, right. I don't know. She doesn't like going to the homebrew shop. Oh, okay. In does general? she feel intimidated? Uh, I think she's kind of somewhat disgusted with herself because then she <laughs> she realizes how much she knows about homebrewing just through really? osmosis and yeah. I think she that makes her uncomfortable. Oh jeez. Um so yeah. But she uh, is getting ready for uh, Burning Man this year. Oh, okay. And so she needs some tubing for a costume. How much tubing? Uh, How much tubing does one feet. need for Burning Man? Okay. It, yeah. What are they going to do? Or is it a secret? Uh, she's redoing a costume that I had last year. Yeah. It was King Triton. 
Okay. And so his little uh, wrist things. Yeah. Um, his bracelets. Yeah. They have they have kind of like a, a rounded edge. Right. On them. And right. so we just cut tubing in half and then just glue it on. So it gives, sure. gives a little semicircle right. around the cuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. So a really boring reason. Yeah, but you asked. Yeah. I did ask. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. You you don't re, you don't uh find a new costume every year? You do the same fucking costume? Uh, well, how how uncreative We of we you? Uh, we reused about two or three this year. Okay. But they're getting revamped. Like there's a bunch of glowy glowy ravey shit that you can buy and Weird. light up. I know it's <laughs> yeah. surprisingly the the main store is in Berkeley. I know <laughs> it's really surprising. That's very surprising. Um, but we're we're gonna go a little bit more into the lighting things up and making the costumes brighter. So, all right, yeah. So that way you can see me uh, and not hit me on your bike when you're <laughs> when you're rolling, riding your bicycle across the desert. Right, grinding your teeth. <laughs> right, grind your gears, not your teeth, people. <laughs> right, that's a lesson in life. Yeah, wear a um, helmet. Yeah, now that you can see Warren, because you know he's not going to see you. Right, please. Yeah. Dude, I've been fucking with my eyebrow hair. Can I just can I just talk about something that's really random for a second? Like shaping? No, like, like fucking long gray just, ones. Like yeah, no, not even gray ones. I, dude, my grayness hasn't reached my eyebrows yet, which oh, is weird. Okay, um, but like I just get the scraggles, man. Like you see them out of the corner of your eye. Well, you, oh wow! Maybe you, you, you can actually see your own eyebrow hairs <laughs> yeah, hanging down. Can, yeah. Oh, and I'm Greek. What do you want from me? <laughs> yeah, I've um, never had that problem. And it kind of freaks me out. Like for a second, for a while, I was like kind of pulling on them, and then I would cut okay. them. But then they yeah. get bristlier, and so now I think I oh. might just grow them out like some sort of fucking wizard, <laughs> and just like brush them up. Well, what about just you know trimming what I mean? them to where they're just the normal length? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you trim them, but like the the thicker ones are are they they get bristly, right? Because mm. thick hair is thicker at the base, and then yeah. it gets all weird and thinned out at the top. So you, you trim them, and then you touch them. And like, Ow! What the hell is? I got razors on my eyebrows oh. now. Yeah, Kenny just reaches over and pulls it right out of my eyebrow. And she doesn't tell you about it beforehand? Usually not. Do you do that to her? You should do that to her. No. You'd probably pull an eyelash instead. I'd, I'd get punched, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Eh, you're probably right. Yeah. That's what I got the tubing whip for. That's what you're right. God damn it, let's get whipped on. Um, Let's see. What else do we have on the notes? Justin is still in Fort Collins. I Apparently... The grand opening is supposed to be in a couple of weeks, but I don't know if it's happening or not. I have not gotten a confirmation either. It, what, it was tentatively scheduled for the 22nd, which is a week and a half or so. Yeah, and I told But it them, wasn't for sure. Yeah, I was like, dude, if it's the 22nd, I can't go because I got a, uh, my nephew's memorial golf mm. tournament on the 23rd. And then uh, we were talking about doing a show on the 24th, I guess, there. And I don't know if I'm supposed to oh. say any of this. But... Uh, Mess with the lights, Eric. Get out Thank here. you. Um, he threw my whole vibe out. Eric fucking left and like elbowed the yeah. lights, and now it just it seems real stupid. It's still a little dimmer than when he, before he hit the oh, light switch. Um, anyway, so I can't so I can't go. He's like, well, if you can't go, then I don't know if we're going to try to postpone it or whatever. So I don't know. That might change. As far yeah. as I know, they might postpone the the Johns. But I also can't go if it's the twenty second. Why not? What are you doing? Uh, What's important for you, Warren? The the state fair is having their second award ceremony. <laughs> for some reason, the one in June was not good enough. Wow. Um, they must really love you. It's actually during the state fair this time. So 
Oh, okay. The state fair is happening, and they're going to have an award ceremony, and then actually have a beer festival. Oh, at the fair. Uh, How long for all the winners? So the state fair hasn't opened yet. I don't know that. Okay. Probably not. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I know that the state fair will be happening on the twenty second. On the twenty second, and probably before and after. Nice. Um, but so you were telling me before we started, you won another award. Yet another yes. award, Warren. Today, please. now I'm really bored hearing about all your fucking awards. Today, please, please tell me about your award. Um, there's a competition that's actually a really cool idea that I found out about a couple months ago, called the U.S. Beer Open, and it's actually a competition that homebrewers can also enter and compete in the same categories right up against uh, professional brewers. Wow. And uh, what's it both, called again? Sorry, I think it's called the U.S. Beer Open. Okay, um, that's pretty dope, dude. And I like uh, that idea. It's also open internationally as well. I like that um, idea even more now. And so I think they got about 6,000 different entries this year. Damn. Yeah. Pretty big. I'd um, love to know the ratio of home brewers to craft beer. Yeah. I, I don't know if they published that, but I do know that in the, the little press release I read that at, there, at least one home brewer got a medal. And I think it's common that a few of them typically do. <laughs> oh, a slight few. <laughs> yeah, a few okay. do. Well, that's good. Yeah. I would feel really cool being a home brewer and winning an award in that, in oh, that yeah. contest, man. That's pretty dope. Totally. Um, but anyway, uh, turns out that uh, <clears throat> the the Munich Dunkel that I made at Loma back, it was like our late, late winter, early spring release. Okay. Um, got a gold in the wow. Munich Dunkel category. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah. Warren. It was called Tall, Dunkel, and Handsome. <laughs> did you come up with that? I did. You're a dummy. I know. <laughs> You're bad. Dunkel is driven for dark. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah, Warren's probably German for retarded. But probably. That's fine. For bad puns, I should say. Yeah. Well, that's good, man. Congratulations. Yeah. I like uh, I like seeing you win awards yeah. and... Uh, you know, it's another award for a beer that isn't on tap right now. <laughs> so the press and, is just yeah, right. doesn't matter. Yeah, it's, un- I mean, it's ineffective. Cool. Yeah, I yeah. Guess. Hey, can I try that Munich? No, 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 I can't. What Maybe. award winning? What award winning beers do you have on tap? Uh, there are still three. Okay. Um, the Kolsch, uh, the IPA, yeah. and the American Wheat. The IPA and American Wheat were ones that we got. Awards for in the state fair, so we still have two of the the recent ones. Different batches, though, right? Or same batch? Uh, the American wheat is the same batch for probably about the next week or so. Okay, and then we've got a new batch coming on. Is that um average for a K for a for a batch of like a wheat beer or something like that to to to, to take what is a month month and a half? Um, for our kind of the at least the rate that we typically are selling beers through, yeah. Um, number one, number two are Kolsch and IPA, and they're head and shoulders above number three, number four slot. There's a big gap. Okay. Um, and then three, four, and five are right around the same, um, and they're all about the same rate, and the wheat is right in there with um, the Vienna Lager, Double IPA, Pale Ale. They're all right there. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. And then dark beer is always the scrat, the left-behind beer. I know, and I hate forever. it. I hate it. Mark yeah. my words, Warren. Mark my mark them. I will. I know there's a flag buzzing around here. There's like eight million fucking what do you call them? Fruit flies. Fucking fruit flies in here still. Yeah, like the Munich Dunkel. It took forever for that beer to move, <sighs> but the people that were brave enough to drink a brown lager 
really dug it. They got a treat, man. Yeah. Um, mark my words. I'm Mark. The session phase that we're going through now currently as beer people <laughs> is going to move from session IPAs to lower alcohol dark lagers. That's my prediction. Hmm. And then, of course, craft brewers will fuck that up because they'll make they'll call things lagers, but they're ale. <laughs> they're fermented at 60 right. degrees or whatever. Yeah, but I think if that was true, we would have already seen that happen with the low alcohol stouts. It's coming back. Don't worry. It's coming. It'll be, it'll be, it's coming. I'm not worried, but I'm also not holding my breath. I am, <laughs> because <laughs> I really fucking need it, man. I've drinking a lot of that Baba from Uinta. Okay. That it's a dark uh, lager, I guess you can call it a Schwartz beer. I don't know. I haven't had it in a long time. It's but under it. 5%, and it's just delicious. Malty, mm-hmm. uh, not really malty, roasty, toasty kind of a deal. Yeah. Uh, easy drinking, and it tastes great. And that's what I want when I want to go for a, a, a session beer, man. I don't want a session IPA. I'm done yeah. with session IPAs. I should, I, for some reason I didn't do it this time, but I should bring up the milk stout that we just tapped is 4.7%. I don't know why you didn't either. I, that's a great question. Thank you. Yeah. That was a statement. Maybe, maybe well, yeah. <laughs> that was a great statement. Thank you. Maybe I will next time. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, I think you should do that. I think that'd be great. Yeah. But I brought up uh, a growler of the IPA and a Vienna Lager that we just brought back. Nice. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, so we can try that if you want to have an IPA. The Vienna Lager is 4.5. I love that, too. Yeah. I love that, too, Warren. Session alcohol. Bring it Level next week. Alcohol. Next week, we have shells on, t- on on the show. Well, no, those two beers are here right now. Are they here right now? You want no. me to bring them back next week? Bring them back next week. Okay. Yeah. No, I was I tuned out for a second. I can only take so much information at a time and process it. That's fair. It's not just you. Uh, next week, we have shells. August shells. Uh, yeah. Uh, in I'm studio. In studio? Jace is flying out for this show. Wow. He really doesn't know us. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I mean, I am very excited. I guess he came, he came up listening to us. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's like the nephew's coming over <laughs> for, oh. for a visit. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, so he's bringing a bunch of beers, dude. Oh, perfect. Uh, unfortunately, none on tap. He tried okay. to get, like, I, I yeah. sent him a couple of distributors to kind of hook him up. That would be tricky. Yeah. Um, it's like rocking a rhyme that's right mm-hmm. on time. It's very tricky. Mm-hmm. That's very, what I hear. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm stoked about that, and yes. I can't wait. So uh, I know it's hard to tell, but Tasty isn't in the studio either. It's just warning. <laughs> it's just yep. Was, yep. That, was that a cheap shot? Yep. Um, and I can't wait to grill Jace about lagering in front of Tasty oh, <laughs> just to yeah, fuck with his right. his fast lager jobs, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. Can't even deal with it. Hey, I've got three lager medals now. <laughs> and none of my lagers take less than six weeks. You should ask Tasty next time he brings it up. How many how many medals have you won for your lagers? Oh well I don't brew for medals. <laughs> Oh, interesting. <laughs> anyway, uh, I guess he has, like, food poisoning or some shit. Yeah. And, uh, Poor guy. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. That just sucks. So, there you go, dude. Gotta stop eating ass, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I brought... He asked for the Loma beer. He did? He, yeah, that's why I brought it up today. Oh, really? Yeah. No, not just to share, but... Well, no, I mean, he wanted cool. to Warren. have it here to share. Right. But he's not even here to drink it. I'll so, drink it. Okay. All right. You want to do some feedback? Bra- oh, Twitter game. Oh, we're going to do that now? You want to? Okay. Uh, let's do feedback while I look up what the Twitter game is. Okay. to do it? Yeah, because Bevo's got it in front of her, possibly. Yeah. If Bevo can read it, I'm Since ready. we're all a bunch of winners here at the BN, well, except for JP, wow. what award does JP deserve to win? Wow. 
What award do I deserve to win? Yeah, what's what's the next award oh. you're going to win? I haven't tweeted that out yet because I don't have the BN Twitter login. <laughs> um, oh. It's uh, Brewing Network, and the password is... The same thing that everything <laughs> is? Sure. Um, what dessert, What award do I deserve to win? And so here's my... Here's... Okay. I, I'm trying well, to, I was go going to do a little bit of a lead-in because I'm not trying to rub in your face the fact that you didn't win an award at NHC oh, this I didn't. year. No, it, I'm um, still... I'm you still, have to write the lead-in. If you want me to do <laughs> well, lead-in, you have to write it out. I'm I was still going to talk about, about it. That's just what you're supposed to copy and paste into the Twitter message. I did. Uh, <laughs> great. <laughs> I'm still bitter about that. Aaron is telling us that he's a very boring person. He just taped a, a sign that says "boring." Hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna write I'm gonna write uh, the Moscow's and tell them that you're wasting company property. Yeah, that was at least yeah. a third of a cent worth. First of, paper. of all, Warren, I'm gonna tell you I came in here and the air conditioning was down at the sex number. It was Ooh. at sixty nine. It was the fucking sex number. And shut the door. And it was freezing, and so I told him I'm gonna. I'm gonna now. I'm just making a list of all the things I'm gonna. I'm gonna write to the owners of this fine establishment. Hmm. Sex number usage, and uh, paper usage. Well, 32 degrees is freezing. 69 sounds like a comfortable temperature to me. It was really cold. <laughs> I mean, I like I like a I like a cold breeze. But yeah, it was pretty cold. Anyway, uh, uh, let's do uh, so yeah. the Twitter so, game. Yes. So I wasn't trying to rub in your face. That was no, no. actually uh, Candy's idea. Oh wow! For a Twitter game, she okay. apparently wanted to point out the fact that you haven't I, won anything right in a long time. Well, I think it's been a long time since she's been able to brag about you. That's true. She is she is riding her high horse right now. Right. My husband is award-winning. <laughs> so everybody can eat dicks. Yeah. So, but she she wanted to ha- give you something to look forward to. I really look forward to hearing this uh, answer. And so yeah. I think what we're going to do, so here's what pisses me off about, uh, look, I love our listeners. <laughs> okay? Do but you? this is the frustrating part. So we have tickets to the California Craft Beer Summit to give away. Oh, that's right. And I had said on the last show, which is like two weeks ago, hey, everybody, if you want to enter to win these tickets, just write something in to feedback and use it as an overshare, like overshare oh, something. right. Nobody, yes. nobody did. What? Nobody did. I mean, some of our normal feedbacks are overshares. I agree. But it was <laughs> it would need to be implicitly stated in there that I'm mm, oversharing okay, right now. And yeah. so nobody did it. And so it's a little frustrating. So uh, I'm just going to have to roll it forward. And uh, so the winner of the Twitter game is going to get the tickets to the summit. The, cra- the California Craft Brewers Summit. Uh, it's in Sacramento. So, you know, you should be able to go. Anybody should yeah. be able to go. And it's honestly, it's it's in enough advance that you, it, you should just buy tickets and fucking go, dude. It's uh, September... 7th through the 9th, I believe, is what yeah, it is. sounds right. So I'm looking forward to that. I, hopefully I want to go. I mean, not hopefully I want to go, but I do want to go. Yeah. That would be uh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I'm not sure if I can make it this year, but it was yeah. a really good time. Wasn't last year, was in August or something, and have they moved mm-hmm. it? Because it gets super hot in Sacramento? or No, I think it's been pretty close to that time. That up? Maybe a week or two. In either direction, but Mm, pretty close. All right. Well, let's do some feedback here, Warren. Great. Uh, This one is called Bullshit Twitter Reads, and it's from Ross. (laughs) You know you've made it when you're doing a game and people complain about it. So here it is. (laughs) So Beardy just reads the ones from his friends or what, period? 
You didn't read any of the funny ones. Lost of loss of respect, guys. Peace, Ross. Is he talking about last last time? I believe so. Yeah. What were the funny ones that I, I, I don't know? I would guess one of his. Just to, just to, <laughs> just throwing it out there. Maybe. Just I'm okay. just saying it might be one of his that didn't get read. All right. Yeah. And, but it is nice that he thinks that I have that many friends. <laughs> Right. That I could just read all of their answers on Twitter. Yeah, oh, I love Jim Bob sixty nine sixty nine. He's great. Yeah, sorry Ross. Yeah. Well, Bevo is going to be the first line of uh, editing for tonight's <laughs> yeah. uh, Twitter game, so maybe she'll let you pass. It's a good. I think it's good. Maybe. Unless you're not friends with her. That's right. Uh, this next one is from Brian. Uh, it's <laughs> shit. It's called the New England IPA has made it to Philly! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! So this guy's really excited about that shit. Is, is Pennsylvania not in New England? I don't know. I, I don't know either. But I don't think it's it is. Close. I don't think it is. I thought oh. the PA and IPA stood for Pennsylvania, but maybe I'm wrong. Imperial Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, right. <Or> India, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yes. Uh, he says, uh, while at a local brewery's tap room, I was browsing the menu and having tried a bunch of beers from this brewery before, I wanted to try a new one. I chose the Cloudy and Cumbersome IPA. I wasn't, it wasn't until I said to myself, huh, that looks a little weird, and quickly looked at the menu again, that I phrase, did the phrase New England style appear? So apparently the beer was called Cloudy and Cumbersome. Huh. All right. Uh, Oh, my God, I ordered one of those things. I got to say, it wasn't too bad. I'll probably never do it again, but it's not terrible. (laughs) Okay. Oh. I mean, I can think of a lot of things in life that would fall under that category. Right. Stubbing my toe (laughs) is... I don't want to do it again, but it's not terrible. Yeah, there are a lot of worse things (laughs) that could happen to my toe. (laughs) Scraping my rims when I'm parallel parking, (laughs) uh, I would say, isn't too bad. Yeah. But uh, I wouldn't wouldn't actively do it again. Um, Since then, I have seen practically all of the breweries in Philadelphia area advertise their New England-style IPAs. Fast forward to last week while at another local brew pub for my mom's birthday. I had my next encounter with The Thing, is what he's calling it. Mm. My mom's finding her way through craft beer, so the waiter brought out a few samples. Again, The Thing had appeared, and it was awful. I'm not sure if it was beer or tropical fruit juice from Concentrate. <laughs> yeah, man, that's the problem with that shit. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, like that one guy said, if I want if I want juice, I'll drink a juice. Yeah. I'll, you know, I'll get a tiki drink with some pog juice. I'm not trying to drink a beer with it. Uh, moral of the story is, if a New England IPA appears in front of me, I'll give it a try, but that's about it. Love the show. Keeps me entertained when I do cardio because I hate cardio. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Wow. He must do a long session of cardio. I, f- I know, right? I feel like I just want to give him the, the California Crab Brew Summit thing, but... Because <laughs> that was a bit of an overshare, yeah. but that's fine. Come, come I was hoping, here. I was hoping for something better, but it's fine. Um, good job, Brian. Keep it up on the cardio, yeah, yeah. I guess. Although Trump does think that the heart has an infinite number of beats, and you're using the energy. So I would also be really slothful, too. You're using your, your beats faster than you would have to. That's right. Yeah. Like, and happy birthday to your mom. Yeah. <laughs> How old is she? The sex number? <laughs> um, this is from James in Salem, Oregon. He says, hey, session crew, which is really just you and me and maybe Bev. Mm. Sometimes. Uh, I started listening to the show about a year ago, and you fuckers make me want to brew enough that I dropped the dough and brewed my first batch. Wow. Dude, so he was listening to about a, uh, for us to about a, for about a year, and then he brewed. 
That's a long time. That's pretty cool, man. I like that. I really genuinely like appreciate that. That's pretty neat. I couldn't have held out that long. I would have had to brew a lot sooner than that. Well, I, I couldn't have listened to a show where I have no idea what the fuck's going on, and I can't relate at all. <laughs> right. Um, you know, and people are like, fuck, I fucked up another batch. Like, I wouldn't be like, I don't know. I yeah. guess. I mean, it'd be like coloring outside the lines. Like, it, means, it would mean nothing to me, but... Hmm. We must um, be that entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, not, maybe not this particular episode, but... Oh, okay. Right. But we'll see. I'm drinking a Vienna lager right now. It's pretty good. Yeah. So am I. Um, he goes on. He says, because I'm a dumbass, I thought starting with a lager was a great choice. Hmm. Later, I was to find out that I didn't have the setup for proper lagering, <laughs> but the deed was already done. I let the beer ferment at around 60 degrees for about a month okay. <laughs> before bottling and then waited the normal two weeks. This past weekend, I cracked my first... Oh, after bottling for carbonation. Oh, but he, that, that was at warm, not necessarily lagering for two weeks. Uh, no, he, you know, I, 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 he kept it at 60 degrees, about 60 degrees for a month before bottling, and then right. bottled and waited and, two weeks. And bottle conditioned normally. Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, this past weekend, I cracked my first beer, and it had a sour quality I wasn't expecting. It actually tastes pretty decent, but not like a lager. I'm not noticing anything else unusual, i.e., <clears throat> excuse me, vinegary or skunky, but I'm assuming I fucked up somewhere along the road. From what I read, chances are I didn't sanitize well at some point, causing there to be lactobacillus. Is that the reason for the sour taste, or could it have been fermenting at such a high temp compared to what loggers usually are at? Also, am I still good to drink my sour lager? <laughs> First of all, James, it's not a lager. Let's get that right. Let's get that straight. You had that right. Uh, I mean, Warren, you're the you're uh, you're the dude. It's probably it. Most likely, it's safe to consume. So if, if right. you can, if you can stomach, stomach it, it. Yeah. then <laughs> then yes. If you want to stomach it, right. go for it. Yeah. Um, as far as fermentation temperature affecting how acidic a beer is, I don't think there's much to to back that up. I think it's mainly going to be some sort of contamination issue at some point. Whether or not it's lactobacillus is hard to say. Right. It could be a lot of things. I mean, it says vinegary, and that's acetobacter. Wait, is it not vinegary? Oh, I see. Yeah, you see. Yeah. Right. I'm not noticing anything else unusual, but I'm assuming I fucked up somewhere along the road. Yep. Yeah. So I, there, there are a few different options for a clean sourness or neutral sourness. Mm -hmm. Lacto is a, an, an easy one, but it, it, unless you want to send it to a yeast bank and, and have it plated out and they can tell you what it is. Just drink it. I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, and get sure. and get a bottle of Star Sand for next time. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, cleaning and sanitizing; those are your two your two biggest uh, areas of concern. That's what you want to focus on the most. And really, it's you know after it's fermented, like when you're packaging your beer, that's where a lot of shit can hide. Mm -hmm. If you're using a bucket, you have the spigot that you really need to clean out and take apart and sanitize and then put back together and then run sanitizer through it again. I mean, you need to clean it first and then sanitize it. Uh, your bottling wand, your bottles, your caps even, all of that shit. Mm -hmm. You need to be very, very diligent. Uh, I think Jamil said on the show a few times, like, brewing is like 60% cleaning. He rounded down. He rounded down. Yeah. <laughs> I may have messed up. But uh, that's really what it is. You're cleaning and sanitizing, dude. Yeah. So uh, just keep keep at it. And, uh, yeah, lagers are 45 to 55 typically. So 60s, a little warmer. And then, you know, if it's 60 in your house, 
during fermentation, the beer is probably going to be 64, 65, which is kind of the medium for ales. So it's not going to taste like a lager, unfortunately. No. Because of that. Yeah. It'll be lager-ish. Sure. If it wasn't sour. (laughs) Right. Sour lager-ish. But there you go, man. James, keep it up, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm stoked that you, uh, that, you, that you brewed a beer, and I appreciate yeah. that and uh, appreciate the download. Yeah. Uh, this next one is from Lloyd. He says, here's the scoop on cheese curds, because we were talking last time about our oh, Minnesota yeah. Bev just got. I could, I could see her stomach <laughs> growl. That's how. Mm. Yeah. Can I we get cheese really. curds tonight? Yeah, Bev, cheese curd, please. They actually have them at Buffalo Wild Wings. Hmm. Buffalo Wild Wings. I, I I went to a Buffalo Wild Wings once in Palmdale, and it was like like the ancient mummified remains of a chicken god in Egypt. Like they were like so dry, it was not very good. Um, anyway, uh, he says funny. It's funny to hear you talk about something we find so simple. I don't know who we is or where he's from, but uh, apparently him and the rest of the people are elevated above us. Cheese curds are the plain piece of cheese that comes out of the cheese making process. Hmm. Did we say they were, like, curdled? Someone in here was, like, curdled cheese. I think we talked about maybe them being breaded. Is he well, saying our, they're not breaded? Ours was breaded. No, no. He, he mentions breading later, but, he, oh. but I, I think just the cheese curd itself isn't yeah. necessarily, like, curdled. It's just cheese. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe we said something along the, along those lines, but I, I, didn't think it was, I didn't think it was anything special. Yeah. It was just a chunk of cheese. Hmm. Uh, they are cold, and when fresh, are squeaky when you bite into and chew them. Mm-hmm. So if they're cold, they squeak. Yeah. Then for a great bar food or fare, you take those curds and bread them and deep fry them, and they are very hot and salty and melty and delicious. Yes. I didn't find mine melty, but they were fucking good. Uh, yeah, the ones we had were on the more solid side. They were delicious. Some some are more molten mm. in the middle. See, I'm messing with my eyebrow hair, dude. Are you, are you self-conscious right now? Yeah, You're just well, thinking about it? No, because I, you see, I one? see it. Like, every once oh. in a while, I just it falls in my view, and I got to, like... <laughs> anyway, uh, both are cheese curds, but it's like saying I had some really good mushrooms, but raw mushrooms are totally different when they're breaded and deep-fried. Both what are cheese curds? Oh, the cold versus the deep-fried. Yes, sir. Okay. I mean, I tried them cold. Yeah. Send them. Yeah. Cheese to you, he says, Lloyd. Yeah, Lloyd, give me some cheese curds, dude. Yeah. Please. Um, this one is titled Normal Smoke Blowing. Maybe he's in the vape nation, bro. <laughs> uh, Mark from Blenheim, New Zealand. Good evening to the fine folk of the Brewing Network. Bev, that's you and me and Warren right now. Just a quick note to say how much I enjoyed the show with Greg from Blue Jacket. Again, the great mix of fine info and adequate entertainment. Yeah, Greg was cool, dude. Mm-hmm. Despite being like not the the brewer brewer, he knew a lot about what the beers were, a lot of what went into them. Yeah, and it was kind of cool just to chat about industry shit in general. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that kind of yeah. stuff. Uh, thanks to JP for sharing his NHC score quote results. I too feel the pain of inadequate judges quite often. Well, that's what I tell myself anyway. <laughs> Dude, you and me both, uh, brother. I swear to God, man. Yeah, the problem's not you. It, no, it's never me. It's the judge. But it is the judge. I have the proof. Sometimes it is the judge. 
Also, I want to say, whenever it's with me, it's the judge. Of course. Right. Also, I want to say that I'm loving the shows hosted by JP. When he first took the helm, I used to get the feeling <laughs> you get when you realize that a Family Guy show was about a Meg storyline. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, dude. Trust me. I used to really not want to look to do these shows or look forward to doing them because, uh, and I, forgive me if I've already said this before, but like... You're kind of stepping into somebody else's John, right? Like this is a I I, I don't know what show I used it on, but I think it was like when um, when Joan Rivers was hosting the Tonight Show when Johnny Carson would oh, take over. Not uh-huh. that we are the Tonight Show and I'm yeah. Joan Rivers. But I've heard about the Tonight Show. <laughs> there you go. Um, she tried to make it like her own thing because you don't go on Johnny and do Johnny, right? You know what I mean. Yeah. So I'm not trying to come on the the Brewing Network and do a Justin like show, and that's what I thought I had to do because that's what people expected, and it was a whole mm-hmm. thing, man. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now I just don't really care, right? Because you can feel your feet. Because I can. That's so, right. Yeah, that's right. I can totally walk different. on them, and right. uh, there you go. Um, but yeah, family. The Meg storylines were terrible. I stopped watching Family because that show sucks. But uh, yeah. you know, I feel you, so I appreciate it. Uh, but now he says, I thoroughly enjoy it. I was just scared of the change. And Beardy is a great color man. He spelled color with a U. It's very quaint. Hmm. Uh, even though he has left less color than a window pane. Cause it's true, because I'm pale. pale. That's right. Uh, I want to thank you for the years of info you've given. Thanks to you guys, I was able to guide a friend from New Zealand to Great Beer when he visited AT&T Park. I sent him to Kevin's Old Stomping Grounds at Public House, then to 563 2nd Street, which is just two blocks away, and eventually guided him to City Beer Store to buy me some Russian River. All this from a dude who has never left New Zealand. <laughs> So wow. he, like, armchair quarterback this dude's fucking beer journey through San Francisco just based on our show. Because his friend doesn't have Google? I don't know, man. Wow. Hey, Mark, uh, he says, so thanks for everything. Apparently, yeah. to his friend, Mark is, like, the beer guy. Wow. You know? Well, you're welcome, Mark. Yeah. For and making you the, the Bay Area beer guy. <laughs> you're, you're the dude, man. <laughs> You are the dude. Okay, we're going to take a break here real fast. And then when we come back, we're going to be speaking with John and Dee from Drake's. We're going to drink some aroma beers, and we're going to talk about, I don't know, beer in general, man. It's going to be a good time. It's the session. Hang on. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? 
21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Brewing Great Beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications, with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus and Radical Brewing Recipes, Tales, and World Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com. Brewers Publications, all the best on beer and brewing. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to MoreBeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold, 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good, and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up a six-pack of cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brandon Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing Beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larksburg, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome. This is Corey King from Side Project Brewing, and you're listening to The Session on The Brewing Network. There's murder all 
right, everyone. Thanks for sticking with us. Before we get to our guests, I want to tell you guys, or I'm going to ask you, Warren, specifically you. Okay. Did you know that White Labs have added 16 new strains to the vault for home brewers? What? I know, right? Visit whitelabs.com slash the vault. Place a pre-order for one of the strains, and once it hits 150 orders, you'll get the strain shipped to right to your door. But wait, there's more. Now you can purchase specialty strains from the vault straight from homebrew shops. Do, uh, two different pre-selected strains will be available at retail locations every two months. This way, there's no wait for pre-orders to hit. Just visit your local homebrew retailer and pick up the strains. Keep an eye out for the WLP 616 Funky Cider Blend, Oh, which makes me think we should do cider again, Warren. <laughs> Well, if you want to press the apples, I do. I'll watch you ferment it. Okay. I just need your truck to go get them. Oh, fine. (laughs) And uh, WLP059, the Melbourne Ale Yeast, which will both be available during July and August. So, whitelabs.com, the vault. Pretty cool, huh? I didn't even know there were more yeast out there to get. (laughs) They're always out. Dude, I read some story about, like, Wasp yeast or some shit like that, oh, where it's like supposedly uh, going to be the gateway for for brewers to be able to fully express themselves or some. <laughs> I don't know. It was written by like Forbes, so they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Mm. But it was just it was wasp yeast. Weird like Anglo-Saxon product. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what I thought. Yeah. yeah, very proper, very I've boring. Probably got a bunch on me. Yeah, it's it's called missionary ah, yeast, is well, what it is. We'll make a very white beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'll be great. Uh, with me, I have John and Dee from Drake's. How you guys doing? Good. Very well, sir. You guys are here, and I appreciate you coming in for this this very uh, festive day. Um, you both have your Aromacoma shirts on. We do. Twinsies. Nice. I love it. That beer is like the Bay Area cult classic. People, like, line up for that. People love that beer. We, you know, because that beer used to be, like, hella seasonal. We would only make it in summertime because we didn't have enough citra hops to make it year-round. So yeah. we were like, all right, we'll do a big summertime release, put it in bombers, and, and people were, like, totally into it. And then, you know, slowly I, I was able to, like, kind of bulk up our supplies in that. And we, we finally, last year, decided, all right, we can go live with this as a year-round sort of beer. Nice. And, you know, we it, it's, it's really fun for us because this is the beer that we use literally to express that hop in particular. We use Citra in a couple other blends, but we really don't get a lot of Citra. We were kind of late to the party on Citra contracts. Yeah. So this is it. This is our, this is like, okay, if you want to taste Drake's take on Citra, this is it. That's what you, the Aromacoma specifically, mm-hmm. that's what you want. Right. But this, you know, right now we've got like all five of these Aroma beers on and three of them are Aromacoma, Aroma Session, and Aroma Therapy. Okay. And the, the, the neat thing with all three of them is they all have the same dry hops. They all have a, the same hop bill in them, but they're just different strengths of beer. So, oh. Like, oh, really? Yeah. So it's actually kind of interesting to see the way those hops express themselves with the same malt bill too, but at different ABVs, and just to see the way the, you know, the alcohol interacts with the hops, interacts with, you know, just the, I don't know, I'm just waving my hands right. around now. If you could see me, I'm like totally very gesticulating. It's making a lot of sense looking at you. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. I think that's pretty cool, man. You're just stepping it up essentially. Are, are you keeping yeah. the actual? Uh, weights of the hops the same, so the the only variable is essentially the alcohol content, or is it kind of scaling up? No, it's scaling up. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a proportional scale. Yeah, Come the, on, um, Warren. The, the rate, <laughs> Sorry. I, I think, I, I think I'm off, new to aroma. We still good. have to make money, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out for capitalism. <laughs> right. <laughs> Love it. Uh, that's pretty cool, man. I like I like that. Uh, I like the, the series. 
essentially the series concept. Well, we, you know, we were looking at making these three beers, and we were like, well, what's the purpose? You know, what we're you know we're making a triple IPA because you know people want triple IPAs, and we want to kind of round this lineup up. And then then Coma's like right on the verge of being a double at eight percent. It's like sort of right there, and like oh, almost a double. And then session session, which were apparently is a bad word, and we're not supposed to say. Really? Yeah. Why? Like from like on a marketing perspective, or just an industry? Yeah, hate? yeah. Like apparently, like all our distributors hate the word session. Oh, session what? beers really? don't sell. Blah. Sessions, the kiss of death. I actually literally heard that in a meeting. Really? Yeah, like a hmm. distributor meeting. Like so, I, I'm not going to call anyone out, but I, I no, like, no, that's fine, that's fine. But what <sighs> compared to brown ale? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> red ale. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, why? Did, did, was was there any sort of like data to back it up? Or? I don't know because we're seen as the Dinog Brewery, and it's kind of like, no man, people want big beers, and it's like you guys mm. are a big beer brewery. And it's like, no, we're a hop brewery. We're a hop right. forward brewery. Yeah, we do we like we do hops in all iterations. I'm waving my hands around again. All <laughs> sorts, you know, like different alcohol strengths, different styles. You're different a wizard hops. right now. I am a wizard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't You're going to have a spell. You're going to have a spell on you by the end of the night. But he's too lazy to wave his hands around. So uh, maybe you guys beard, can But the beard, yeah. right. The beard's there. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, that's interesting. Session is the kiss of death because we have uh, we have a friend. I don't want to like name his brewery or whatever, but that's cool. He has a beer uh, that's uh, basically called the uh, uh, dry hop like saison, right? It's kind of a lower gravity mm-hmm. thing. Um, and he put it on at a bar. A bar put it on, but they called it a session IPA because they didn't know, and twenty percent more sales. Huh. Because of the session thing, people are so. Was it the session thing or the IPA thing? Those are I the think magic it's maybe both of those together. Yeah. Well, we we actually think that distributors are full of crap because I mean, okay, if, you, if you look out there, you know what is it all day from founders? That beer is freaking everywhere. Well, you know, is. somebody yeah. tries to tell me that sessions don't sell, then tell me why do I have all day and like every Whole Foods I walk into? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I mean, I love the session craze. I don't like calling it session. I just wish we could just be. It's just a beer. Yeah. Right. Agreed. You know what I mean? Um, But I'm definitely geared more for the lower alcohol beers because I like drinking beer. I like the flavor of beer. You want to continue to drink, and so you want to not be shit faced every day. Yes, exactly. And I don't even like getting shit faced. To be honest with you, I don't really like getting super hammered. So I want to. I want to be able to drink a bunch of beers. But then you can't say the flavor of the expression. Sorry. Right. But but. If you don't drink session IPA and you like low alcohol beer, you can't tell your friends that you also like IPA. <laughs> That's true, and uh, that would really piss off all my friend. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I mean, then he I would look down on you. Yeah. 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 All my friends. Yeah. I would look down on you. Yes, you for would. not liking IPA. That's true. Yeah. Which is weird because I'm taller than you. Uh, it's a weird thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the session thing is 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 strange, man. And I was telling Warren uh, before before you guys came in that my dream, my my hope for the world of beer is to move towards darker session beers. Hmm. I'm I'm tired of the session IPA um, because the flavors are kind of monochromatic. That's what they're built for, right? Sure. Uh, they're like a hop delivery system. I um, that. But like I've been drinking a lot of this uh, this dark lager from uh, Uinta, the Baba, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. which is at Whole Foods all the time. Yeah, of course, fucking delicious, man. And that's what I want. That's what I want. I want lower alcohol, sub five percent dark beers on. 
that's that's my jam right there. That's my thing. Well, we I love it. We were expecting Tasty out here, but apparently he's homesick. So rest in peace, Tasty. <laughs> right. Whoa. Yeah, we'll update Whoa. the death pool later. Yeah. But we had him in for Session Fest. You know, we brewed a beer with him called Tasty Mild, and it was of just... Of course right. it's called Tasty, right? Well, we yeah. had to give him a shout-out, man. <laughs> right, right. But it was, it was 3.4%, and it was like 99.5%, this like very cool heirloom British malt called Chevalier, like a pale right. ale malt, super toasty, little tiny bit of Carafa for color. And no, no whirlpool hops, nothing. Just like seventeen IBUs and some hops into like an interesting English ale strain. We drank the shit out of that, man. And, I and, bet. And mm-hmm. the brewers drank the shit out of it. And that's oh, yeah. when I know we've done a good beer when the brewers are ordering it after work. Right. Mm-hmm. And see what what makes me laugh about that story is that uh, you know when we first started on the show, uh, I was always the guy. The low alcohol beers, session beers, and everybody in the studio, including Tasty, is like, "Why? That's po- fucking pointless." But he's come around, and every time he mentions that beer, I always just give him a little shout, twist a knife a little, bit. like, "Oh, I'm glad to see you come around to the session beers, Tasty. I appreciate that. Thank you." And he just does his look around thing and kind of his like Mr. Burns, like puts his hands together and just kind of like looks around and then walks away. Oh, anyway, well, I mean that's like our thing, right, man? We run yeah. session fest every year, you right. know, and I, I usually put like yeah, twelve different baby. session beers on tap every. Year. We yeah. love that shit. Barrel age sessions. Come on. Yeah. How does that work? So Rye Robustito mm-hmm. was a beer we put together three or four years ago. Yeah. We brewed so Robusto is our regular porter. Okay. And so, you know, we know we know enough Spanish to know ITO means small. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> so we, we oh. made we made this beer called Robustito and I okay. was like, let's chuck some in barrels. And the whole idea was it was like a low starting gravity and a high finishing gravity. So it had a lot of malt and stuff in there. So I got a little bit of pushback from our bail program. Yeah, that's right, Travis. You know who I'm talking about. But we put it in some rye whiskey barrels and, you know, went in at like 3.1%. And it came out like mid fours. Yep. Jeez. And, you know, of course, we were like tasting that beer within weeks because we were like, shit, I don't want the, the, the booze to overwhelm this like small, delicate beer. That's what but, I would assume. Right. But four months in, it was like freaking perfect. It came out. And it, it was amazing because it had this nose like a, the biggest barrel-aged imperial style you ever had. But as soon as you got it to your mouth, you know. Yeah, I mean, really? it's still, it, it, it blows your fucking mind because you are experience all the, the barrel flavor and you get the chocolate and you get all of these big flavors. Yeah. And you're sub five. And so God. you're walking out of there having just had a barrel, a legit barrel-aged beer, right. you're walking out and you're, I mean, you're still walking out. You're not stumbling <laughs> yeah, out. Right, yeah. you're not being carried out and right. wrapping your car around being, a pole. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. I like that idea. How did it taste the first, because like you, I would be like, oh, maybe three weeks. Right. How did it taste then? We just kept on kind of taking samples and figuring this shit out. This was new. Who has ever, you know, barrel-aged a session beer? And so... I don't know. Um, it was just, you know, repeated samples. And I'm so sure someone like, did, not to be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, man, it was us. I heard Drake's <laughs> was the us. first. <laughs> the only ever. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so just repeated samples and then kind of tasting along the way. And then that's where bar- that's where Travis did have a bunch of work on his hands and just he kept on sampling. Um, and he still does. This still the way that he uh, monitors any kind of session that goes into a barrel is it's mm-hmm. repeated sampling. And when it's money, you take it out of the barrel and you send it off. It's not, um, you don't, you, I mean, you do have to really baby it and you have to, t- to taste it pretty regularly to make sure that it, it's in its 
the perfect spot instead of uh, you don't want it to get like too oaky or too, it's got to have the right balance. Okay. Um, and that's okay. really important with session. I mean, session, no matter what, is always more difficult, right? Because oh, sure. you need big flavor and you need mouthfeel, regardless of what you're doing, whether it be a session IPA, whether it be, you know, a low ABV lager, whether it be a barrel aged session, you need it to have huge flavor impact. Um, and so you have to kind of baby those beers. Those are difficult right. to brew. Yeah. You can throw some tasty mild into barrels. Did, did you? Oh. Yes. We're going to see what yeah, happens. We're going to see what happens. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. What kind of barrels? I they, think they were bourbon barrels. We I think used, they were. We yeah. used to get a lot of rye barrels from High West, and then those fuckers got bought by Constellation, and all their barrels go to Ballast Point now. Oh, did they really? Yes. Yeah. They're surprise, just another, surprise. Like, I did not know another, this. Another little bit of vertical integration mm. out there in the brewery, and another little place where... You know, anybody out there who says, like, all oh, this consolidation doesn't matter. So, like, no, man, no, I can't get those barrels. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Huh. So, here's... <laughs> <I'm> saying, <laughs> wow. Here's yeah, we'll a, just talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what this is going to be. So, uh, here's a question I have. Um, we we talked, I believe it was on the last show, Warren, about the um, the high-end, the Budweiser um, recall, not recall, response to the BA's um, logo. I thought that happened the after the show. I don't know if we talked about that. Oh, okay. Well, it, just, just to recap, they... Um, the high-end people uh, who are owned by Anheuser-Busch, of course, that's the the, uh, the arm of the company that's buying all the craft breweries, drug out their, like, six most famous, most recognized names uh, to do a video that was not at all scripted and um, <clears throat> um, was uh, terrible and kind of just taking shots at the craft beer in general. And uh, the consensus, the common thread was that we all should be working as a group to take back the share of beer from beer and or from wine and spirits and not all this infighting because that's what wine and spirits wants us to do. They want us to infight and destroy ourselves from the inside. Yeah. It took them a long time to say the beer should speak for itself. They used a lot of words. They did. To say that. Um, and so... Oh, fuck. Where was I going with that? I digressed too much. There are bigger enemies out there. There are bigger enemies out there, but... Oh, so... Okay. So, you guys being in the industry for a while... John, you've been in the industry for a long time. I want to go through your pedigree. Do you've been for four or five years, you said? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Still lots of good... That's a good chunk of time. You... <laughs> these people, I don't want to get you in trouble. These people. These people <laughs> who, who sell out and whatever, when you see them, are you... How do you... How do you... I don't know, uh, balance the books, I guess, from being friends with people like this in the industry versus saying, hey, what you did and your ethics and your morality are kind of screwed and I don't want to, like, really interact with you. You know what I mean? Like, for example, we went to the Firestone Inter Invitational a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. and Wicked Weed was there. And I was like, I, that was very strange to me. I felt uncomfortable. It may have been the humidity, but I think it was, you know, like, I, to me, that would be like, I don't want to be a part of this mm -hmm. because you guys are, are weird. So I don't know if you have had any encounters with that or what your kind of you know, moral compass is aligning to on that. I don't know. I haven't had a lot of conversations with those people. I don't really, I haven't, like, just because I don't, like, really know any of them anyway in the first yeah. place. But I will, 
I will digress with a story about GABF last year and the 10-barrel booth. We were so this is I will say one thing about what the Budweiser money buys you when you're a bunch of douchebags like Ten Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were at an end cap across from their end cap and they have these four giant TV screens there and they had this video on this constant, constant loop that uh, by day three I was just like just burned into my retinas. With audio? I could I hope not. Okay. I, I, I hope not. But it was these like total douchebag scenes of dudes like snowboarding down oh, and cool. like dudes in like, you know, with baseball bats and then they brought these cans out that were called crush and they were like hitting them with baseball bats <laughs> and then they were like taking this green bottle beer. I have pictures on my phone because I was pissed <laughs> off. And they're like dumping beer on their heads and I was just like by the end of the day they had to like pull me in because I was like out in front of my booth being look at those douchebags. I call that video respect beer. So but that really flavored my opinion of that. I don't have a lot of respect for Golden Road. I think a lot of these guys opened with the vision of selling. For sure. Yeah. You know, this yeah. was like and whatever, you know, capitalism sucks and they're just trying to make money. But I they're 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 my vision of these guys, you know what a zombie ant is. They get those weird parasites, and they just kind of stumble around. Yeah. That's what these people are. I agree, and and I got that sense watching this video. And if you guys haven't seen it, just Google it. You know, A B reacts to B A or whatever the fuck. Um, you'll find it. And it was very. Uh, the guy from Elysian was there. Uh, you know, ten barrel four point, I guess, or four barrel four what, peaks, four peaks, maybe. Is it blue? It's someone in New York. I there know. Is something a, like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Wicked Weed. When that guy had like a giant wheat beer, like a Hefeweizen glass, but it was filled with beer, like mm-hmm. half beer. And I'm like, who the fuck drinks beer like this normally? <laughs> and who the fuck goes in, in an interview and drinks half a beer and just is waving his beer around? Oh, because we want to make sure that he's he's rooted into the... I don't know. Yeah. It was it was the whole thing, but uh, it just got me thinking because you know I know people who are like friends with these people, and they kind of talk about hanging out. I'm like, I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, I'm. Well, but I'm kind of a dick. I'm so. far too idealistic and maybe a bit of an asshole. And I just yeah. I mean, we brewed a collab with Julian at Beachwood oh, I love called that dude. Uh, Roundup because uh, it kills kills wicked weeds. Oh jeez. Like. <laughs> wow. uh, All right. Yeah, we're not. I mean, I don't want to speak for the brewery as a whole. But yeah. at least, uh, yeah, for me personally, I am far, like I said, far too idealistic and way too much of an asshole to be cool with folks that sell out. And it uh, it has direct impact. On, it does. And, I mean, it does. And it makes a difference. It makes a difference in our everyday. Um, and it makes a difference in uh, our industry. And so... No, I mean if you if you sell out, that's what you are as a sellout, and I don't but really not, feel like shaking your. Not head. every person who's a brewery owner gets a choice in that decision every single time. It's true. That's true. Like, like it's Dick totally Cantwell, true. he yeah. didn't want to sell a legion, but he quit. Well, yeah, well he right, we after. Yeah, like, yeah. and and so like there are other people, there are other situations. <laughs> well, right. He but, didn't take all of his check. No, he did not. <laughs> no, 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 no disrespect to that yeah. guy. He, like yeah, you said, he yeah. had no choice. And, and so there, I don't think he's all. I don't think he's the only one either. No, I think there are probably other minority owners. Yeah, for sure. That I would love to talk industry. to some of those people um, yeah, and, and ask about them. And so I feel yeah. I feel bad for those people that get lumped in with all the rage. I do, and maybe that's why Wicked Weed was part of the. Firestone Fest because they didn't have an idea. But then I see the video and it's like, well, is that in your contract? I don't know. There's all these things that you don't yeah. know about. 
that I, um, that um, just, I, I, I want to know because we're so sure. passionate about it because we see it. We're on the ground level of this thing. You know, yeah. I mean, we're not just a, a normal everyday consumer at the, at a Friday going off to their local liquor store to grab a, a six pack of like you know. Of a, of, a, of a beer, right? We right. we see it. We go to bars. We're in it. We're talking to people. We're 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 living the thing, man. Yeah. You know, I, I have Warriors tickets, and I would go to their like craft beer section, and I'd be like, Bud, 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 Heineken, Heineken, <laughs> yeah. Bud, mm-hmm. Bud, and Heretic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Heretic. Good for you guys. Um, yeah. Clearly, you're like, oh, we're going to have one local guy on. So yeah. good, good for that. But I mean, no, it's screwing us. One of the things we did in the Roundup beers, we um, we begged and pleaded with Roger out of faction for some South African hops because, as you guys well know, right. AB has blocked our industry from access to any of those hops. Right. And well, you know, Roger was like, oh, I don't want to give you my Southern aromas. <laughs> Roger of faction, we love you. You're the best. Yeah. Um, doesn't sound like Roger at all. Yeah. No, it really doesn't. But you know, he's. We we, we, we we whittled him down, man. We weakened him. So. Right. But no, and, and it's, you know, the Constellation Barrels, the, the South African Hops, and then on the flip side, I don't even want to be in sales and know what they're putting up against. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, all the time you hear stories, not all the time, but you hear a lot of stories about mm-hmm. people's arms being twisted and offering a bunch of money, and mm-hmm. companies been sued a dozen of times for, for, you know, manipulation of the market. I don't know. Well, and that was happening before all the buyouts, too. For sure. It's just Absolutely. getting worse and more, yeah. or more muddled. But that's where a lot of the passion comes from on the brewery side, I think. Yeah. It's like, what, these people? Like, what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. Anyway. Yeah. Just a something, just a, a random question. I didn't really plan, no, plan but, to ask it, but I don't know. It's just uh, it's just been on my mind. Man. But you guys get all the uh, uh, brand placement on Silicon Valley. Oh! Which is cool. Oh, God. That's do. freaking amazing, too. Uh, I'm real a little je- jealous. I am a little jealous of that. Apparently, we pay nothing for that. Apparently, really? Yeah. Our, apparently, our... Jeez. So, our L.A. beer rep is like neighbors with the set designer for for Silicon oh, Valley. Okay. And he was just like, well, it's a good local brewery. And he's like, thanks. And all of a sudden, <laughs> hey. like, we sent him a box of swag and it's everywhere. But I gather they, like, drink that beer. I will say, like, we sell a decent amount of beer in in, in San Jose, a lot of D-Nog, and I see a lot of mm-hmm. D-Nog on the show, so it's not inappropriate. That's, like, that's, <laughs> that's actually, right, like, yeah. that's a real thing. And, it's true but to it's, life. But it's so cool that it's not, like, because people pay for that shit. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People, that's, people yeah. pay for that shit, and all we did was send them a box of swag. And that's, yeah. like, that's nice. like, your marketing dollar, right? Like, your marketing department, you know, could just be like, okay, that's worth this much money. Because oh, yeah. that's, I mean, you're probably talking... Twenty five, fifty grand. I would guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah I see that more. sticker on the fridge. I'm like, oh, yeah. I kind of want Drake's <laughs> yeah, now. Warren, right? yeah. Those motherfuckers yeah. <laughs> should be me. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, be I'll, me. I'll go get a Drake's next time I see it. <laughs> uh, John, let's talk about you real fast, man. I'm, I'm running through your uh, resume here. <clears throat> it note you will note that I'm theoretically unemployable. And this is the first time I've lasted in a job for more than two years. Oh, so it's not them, it's you. I'm going to just, before he like tries to be like, You're look at this great resume. It's like, yeah. yeah. It's funny because I was telling Warren before the show, I was like, God, this guy can't fucking keep a job more than two <laughs> years, dude. Uh, but you've been in some cool, cool places, man. Red Hook, uh, Golden Pacific, of course. Sienna Red. Now, nobody's going to remember that, but I had a friend oh. who lived in Santa Rosa All right. called Bill, and he would brew with you. And he was my he got me into home brewing. Okay. Uh Bill Tetzel. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. 
So that was, I remember, I saw Sienna Red. I was like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah, right on the square in Sonoma Plaza. Yes. We lasted one summer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what happened? Well, so they. <laughs> Bill said the beer was good. Was it Bill's fault? <laughs> no, no, no. And I'll, I'll so, tell you, before you get into the story, you were, you were an influence in my home brewing because he told me about you guys are making a brown ale mm-hmm. about putting dark malts on the sparge. Yes. Mm-hmm. And no, I no, had, that was a big, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. And he told me that you guys brewed a, a couple of batches like that. And I was like, huh, yep. holy shit, that's pretty cool. Yep, I put pre-crushed malt on top of the beer right before I started sparging so I can get as much color out without any actual flavor on that one. Yeah. Um, that was a, So that was a weird scene. Like, it had been opened by another group of people. And then they paid for, like, they did, like, a big kind of remodel. And they ran out of money. And the contractor oh. ended up owning the place. The contractor didn't give, you know, a rat's yeah. butt about that okay. place. So I kind of, you know, was just left alone to keep the beer on tap, which was great. Because no, I was zero expectations. Just, like, make beer. <laughs> right. And so, you know, I'm doing this job for, like, three, four months. And it's cool. And I'm, like, playing with all these different beers. And I'm just having a great time. Because, you know, as you see, the two breweries before that are, like, super production-oriented. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm getting to be creative and stuff like that. And then right as the June season rolls in, because, you know, you know, Sonoma Square like really lives and dies on like having a good summer. Yeah. The Chronicle wrote a review and the headline was food service will leave you red in the face. Best to stick with beer choices at Sonoma Spot. Oh, I was obviously very pleased to be called out as like the low <laughs> competent aspect of this business. Right. Unfortunately, they gave us like a half star review and, oh. and said, don't even order food. Go ahead and have some beers. And we didn't have a good summer, and we just went out of business. Really? Fall. So that review killed it. Yikes. Well, I get the feeling their Ish. rent was really high because my understanding was to like just make the rent. We had to do three turns a night, and that's in restaurant terms, I think, difficult. Okay, to my mm. understanding of restaurant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. We'll just we'll leave it with that. Yeah, right. Uh, Mendocino, Dogfish Head, Mammoth. Uh, Trumer, Speakeasy, and then uh, landing in Drake's in 2012. Yep. Man, so did you really hate living in Maryland? I found living in Maryland odd. It was, odd. It okay. was odd because it was like, it wasn't Maryland. I mean, you, well, you know what I'm saying. It's the Delmarva Peninsula, that little tonsil that dangles yeah. off of D.C., basically. <laughs> it was a weird racist place. And I had, really? I had kids in, like, middle school. And I, like, told Sam, I'm like, if one of my kids comes home and drops an N-bomb, I'm not even giving you two weeks. I'm packing the car. <laughs> that, it was, really? It, wow. Yeah, there was, like, lots of, like, there were Confederate flags on the back of trucks and shit oh. like that. I mean, look. In the north? <laughs> I know. Well, that place didn't hmm. think they were the yeah. okay. I love Dogfish Head. I thought Sam Calagione was one of the greatest people I've worked for. Dude's, like, an amazing guy, like, a really good person, really creative. I learned hella shit there. Awesome. But culturally... I made a deal with my wife. I was like, I don't think I could put my kids in high school out here. You did it for the kids. Mm. I did it yeah. for the kids. That's nice. Now you make beer for the kids. I mean, not for the kids, but, you know, for the <laughs> younger now My kids people. are all hella old now. My son lives in Portland. My daughter actually is a bartender out of faction. Hi, Kira. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool, man. I mean, that, that must have been hard, leaving a job like that where apparently you were soaking up a lot of information. And then having to, to truck. I got to do well, Dogfish, man. And that yeah. was like the early days. Like when I got there, it was like a 3,500 barrel brewery. And I left, it was like a 15,000 barrel brewery. Oh, wow. And that's when we were just doing wacky shit all the time because yeah. that's what Sam was all about. You know, we were not a production facility at that point. Yeah, we made 60 minute, we made 90 minute. But, you know, I, I would sit at my desk and he'd come down and be like, we're, we're going to make a beer called Pangea with an ingredient from every continent. 
Well, what do you think we can get from Antarctica? <laughs> I'm like, shit, mm. man. I don't know what you can get from Antarctica. And then you quickly Google and you find out it's actually illegal to remove anything from the continent of Antarctica. Like, if you go to Antarctica and kidnap a, a penguin or something, yeah. you're like, not good. No. So we, I can imagine not. Whose so, laws are you breaking? Uh, Antarctica's the, laws? The laws of God and man. <laughs> oh, right. <okay>. Warren. <laughs> um, so I found a glacier that had detached itself from Antarctica and they were bottling water in Australia off. <laughs> I, I literally uh, bought one case of that water, so I'm like, Antarctica in the house. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's fun, though. Uh, yeah. That's cool, man. I, that's, uh, that's freedom, Warren. Freedom. Mm. Freedom. Buying Antarctica water. Yeah, yes. from us via Australia. Via, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fucking Aussies, man. They'll show you how it's... How were they bottling water off? Were they just climbing on the glacier and just chipping it away? didn't want to know too much about this process. <laughs> yeah. I was pretty stoked that something that I bought was conceivably linked to Antarctica right. at that point. Yeah. I mean, this, yeah. this was a lot of time on the primitive Googles of 2003. Yeah. Right. I mean, that beats having to use penguin shit. That <laughs> probably would have been my next choice, yeah. and I don't want to... I'm glad we didn't do that. Yeah. I, I am, am too, too, but I'm also kind of not. I'm kind of disappointed. <laughs> oh, I put all sorts of wacky shit in there. I put, uh, you know, just to be difficult, I put like Thai sticky purple rice in it. Okay. Quinoa, candy ginger. I got this really dank, um, what the hell is that? Really, really dark brown sugar, muscovado sugar. I okay. got like, I got these two 55 pound bags from uh, Madagascar. <laughs> and you could like, they were so sticky, you could make like snowballs out of it. Oh, God. And if you threw it at someone's head, it hurts. So don't do that. That's <laughs> right. wrong. Right. That's a bad yeah, thing to do. Did you use a cheeseburger for North America? <laughs> no, nah, I just called it the two-row. And... Oh, okay. No, it wasn't the two-row. The two-row back then was, um, I was really stoked because somehow in 2003, all the domestic two-row was shit. They had like a really bad crop year. Mm. And somehow I was able to get Franco Bell's Pilsner malt for about three cents a pound more than Great Western two-row. Wow. I know some all of right. this because I was on the East Coast and I was just oh, getting it sure. straight in. Oh, yeah. okay, but even yeah. still, I, and it yielded better. So like it actually, to use the official counting praise, penciled out. But <laughs> I was like brewing with Franco Bell's pills in my baseball. Those are those are the days. Yeah. That's cool, man. You know you want a silo full of Franco uh, Bell's yeah. pills from all. <laughs> yeah. so. That's way too much money now. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a little, little bit of glory. Oh, the glory days. Right. The good old days. Whatever, dude. I'm tired of hearing about Kids ruin yeah. everything. Yeah. Kids. And he had to walk uphill in the snow. Right. To go ways. get it. Right. Mm. <laughs> to ferment the beer. Yeah. I actually, to be sad, we actually had a vacuum it out of the um out of the the, the it came in like fifty thousand pound like nylon giant bag the super sacks yeah, or whatever. yeah but yeah, it was okay. like a huge one and we had to vacuum it out and it was all staticky so you had to put these giant gloves on because Told you would you, otherwise get like static right i did pitch no, the yeast one yeah. cell at a right. time right. Right. They had just discovered you know, you static know what kind electricity. of tweezers you got to use on that kind of yeast <laughs> took forever <laughs> took forever uh-huh. so you guys are known for a lot of your hoppy beers yeah but you also do a lot of loggers you guys you guys are kind of logger people we are. And there's a lot of talk in the industry, uh, a lot of buzz, I guess, um, that you know, loggers are making a comeback. But I would argue that loggers have kind of been here. They're just not done very often. Yeah. And so or now, done very well. Or done very Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, like how I made her say that. Right. That was totally her words. Yeah. Make me yeah. be the bad guy. That's right. Yeah. No, I That's totally right. agree with you. I totally agree with you. And they're not done very well. Um, 
But do you guys find that people are more and more people are coming in and asking for loggers? Uh, like your Pilsners and all that kind of stuff. You do a Kolsch, too. I know which isn't technically really a lager, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> for the purposes of this conversation, it is. Whatever. Um, or or is that just kind of like bullshit because beer writers have nothing left to talk about? Because everyone's over being mad about New England IPAs. <laughs> I think people are over being mm. mad about New England IPAs. But, I mean, there are yet. still some, of, <laughs> some people. <laughs> Don't get me started about New England IPAs. <laughs> um, I actually I mean, cut myself thinking about New England. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, we'll go there. <laughs> <laughs> we will. Yeah. Uh, loggers are, we do loggers pretty well. Um, yeah. I mean, patting ourselves on the back. Um, and ours are kind of, are flying off the shelf too. To, okay. Uh, people are interested. And I think some of it, um, we have fly away, which is our hoppy pills. Um, and it, we cannot brew it fast enough. It's difficult to brew in that, um, it's, you know, primarily pills malt, and then you throw some hops in there, and it takes fucking four weeks until you see, um, I mean, until it's in your glass. Mm. And that's never ideal. As a production manager, I'm like, why the fuck are we taking so long to brew a beer? <laughs> like, we need to turn this. Does it um, set you on edge a little bit, even though you know it's a lager? You're like, God, I don't want to do this right now. Sometimes, because I'm like, it's going to sit in that tank, and that's a tank that I cannot occupy now. It's just going to squat. It's like just a squatter. It's just right. chilling for, you know, three to four weeks. Occupy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, we can't fill kegs, and we, you know, until it's done. Yeah. And, um, but... It's great. It's a super solid beer, and people love it, and we cannot keep it in supply enough. Um, I also think, like, I, I don't want to make enemies, but I kind of hate the whole, like, pumpkin spice What beer. are the brewery's names? Whoa, Give them to me right yeah. now. Let's go. Let's yeah. start. Let's start. I think I know, the, ori- no, the original not, is right near you guys. I'm not dropping names. But uh, I think that if you go for, you know, a good Martin-style lager, if you could, you could there's, I mean, there's a lager for every season. Right? I mean, That's there are true. multiple loggers for every season. Yes. And you don't have to have some weird spice shit or anything in it. You can just drink a solid, well-made lager anytime, you know? And um, yeah. And people, I think, are starting to appreciate that. Like, okay, just give me a beer without the bullshit. Well, and one, that's one of the things, kind of what a lager can be. Pardon one of the things I think in the development of our lager program that really, like, kind of, like, really salted it is something that we're doing all the time was we finally stumbled on a, a yeast strain that we were, like, That's really true. happy with. Yeah. We, oh, okay. We've brewed through a lot. We've burned through a lot of different lager yeasts. Our first one was this was the lager strain from uh, August Shell, the North American oh, yeah. strain. Great strain. Does hates hops. Just yeah. swats hops down. It. Really? It's malty. And if you don't give it enough time, it's a butter bomb. It's just okay. you will throw butter. Interesting. So it was a, it was an angry strain and hard to work with. The, uh, Jace will be on next week. Actually, he'll be coming yeah. in studio. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, we'll, mean, t- we'll tell him what you think glorious. about his yeast. <laughs> oh no, it, no, no, no! It's glorious. <laughs> it's multi. Warren's fucking yeah, with you. I'm just kidding. No, no, okay. yeah, no. We, we love that strain and we yeah. use it for two years, but we could never make a good pills with it. No, okay. we were never it happy with the pills. Never dry enough. It would never was crisp enough. Okay. Um, so and we bounced around. We tried the Mexican lager strain. That was nice, but it was kind of insipid. And then we finally landed on the uh, 
the Copenhagen Car- strain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brought to you by White Labs. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, so we, we presume, of course, it's the original Carlsberg Jenna strain if it's the Copenhagen strain. I, I, I imagine that's true. So that gave us kind of like a nice little like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, kind of the, old, the original lager strain. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's just clean and adaptable and do whatever the hell we want it to do. Yeah, it's really, yeah, permissible. Okay. I guess, you know, I never really thought about a brewery, uh, and I don't want to say struggling, but it sounds like you were having a hard time wrangling it, mm-hmm. and so you were jumping around. And in my mind, I just always think of like, oh, well, as a brewer, you pick a yeast, and that's just your yeast. But it never really dawned on me that, that you guys can look for other yeasts in the meantime uh, or, you know, as a, as a replacement Well, it's not like that. we were jumping around. We're talking yeah. like months Years even sometimes oh, okay. trying to figure out what like oh, how I think we really four want. Four years before we really just yeah it did our... it did really? take about yeah wow before okay. we were like oh that's it that's what we uh, that's what we really like that's what kind of it gives us the expression that we're looking so, for so you were giving each strain that you tried multiple chances oh, adjusting yeah. temperature oh, yeah. times of fermentation profile <laughs> yeah. and everything because we're trying to figure it out right yeah like, I mean yeah. yeast is yeast. It's right. going to do what it's going to do. We have to figure it out. We can't force it to do what we want it to do always, right? Yeah. Like it's going to express itself. And as a home brewer, I guess I think like, oh, well, you just grab, you know, a one or whatever. And if you can't make a good beer out of it, that's your fault. It's not the yeast. Or it's not that you're, you're not working with the yeast in the right way. It's just you just suck. Like, for me, I just suck at it. Well, maybe you just do, but... Oh. I probably... I have a score sheet that'll fucking... That'll, that'll agree with you. Uh, no, it's fine. But you, you know what I mean? Like, like I, you know, I don't really think in the terms of, like, well, maybe I should... Maybe it's my limitations with the yeast, and maybe another yeast would work better with my, with my setup. Yeah, not only your setup, but with what you're wanting from that mm. beer. Yeah, we'll bring that North American strain back in when we do our Oktoberfest. Yeah. Because okay. it's such mm. a gorgeous expression of malt. It, and and we'll we'll bring that beer in at East End and we'll do an Oktoberfest, mm-hmm. we'll do a Bach, we'll do a Doppelbach. Yeah. Okay. And then maybe a Baltic Porter to boot and then we'll kick it free. So we've got time and I mean we've got years of experience now with different strains and so we're like, oh, okay, this does this, this does this, this does this. And it's not necessarily critique critique of our brewing mm-hmm. um it's more so just figuring out what it is the yeast wants and how do you make the yeast speak okay mm-hmm. okay right because some yeast take longer and not every brewery has the time to give for yeah. that and right. so so yeah. you can't right. use that one no matter how much you like it you have to right. pick a strain that it, it it just, works faster sometimes it, just, it, works it just you. doesn't yeah. work for drakes you know sure you know, we're just like okay this just doesn't we have to go somewhere else we have to seek something else yeah and i guess that's what i mean like i would never i would never go there i would just stop at i'm terrible well, maybe you that's, need to that's, I'm just not going to brew. I'm not going to brew. Not gonna brew. And she's very nice. She's a very nice person. Um, she won't give me drugs. No. Uh, anyway, I'm just I'm just making the point that I, I think that's that's something a home brewers I think can take to heart and, yeah. and advice. Oh, yeah, we're for like, sure. you you don't have to just choose a yeast and that's your yeast. You're not married to the yeast. You can no. find a different yeah. yeast that'll do your fucking job. Yeah, it's another ingredient. It's yeah. something else that provides so much expression to what it is that you're creating. And thanks for bringing up homebrewers because, you know, you want to, like, yeah, run man. through my my resume and all that shit of, my, of unemployability. Oh, yeah. But, but you <laughs> yeah. know, but, but Dee is, you know, Dee's been a homebrewer for a long time before she actually got into brewing. And, yeah. and, you know, I've got a lot of people on my staff who, like, their background is Bay Area mashers. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, like, yeah. the mm-hmm. homebrewers, 
don't fuck with those guys. They know their shit too, man. Those, the, you know, I, I I've actually had like professionals. I'm putting up the Air Buddies right now. These right. Are quotes. Yeah. Um, come in and I'm like, y'all are idiots. And I've had like pro, you know, homebrewers come in and I'm like, y- you guys have great knowledge. Yeah. So I don't. I never. I you know, might not be a lot on her piece of paper, but the beer knowledge is is the beer knowledge. That's true. Just because you're not a professional doesn't mean you don't know anything. <laughs> right. I mean, but if you can't make a lager ferment right, you should just stop doing anything. <laughs> just hang yourself. How long were you homebrewing before you uh, got a gig at Drix? Uh, years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what got you started in it? Honestly, it was um, drinking beer. Nope. Uh, this show. That's what you're supposed to say. <laughs> so they listen to me hours and hours at the Brewing Network. I can do this. Um, <laughs> and it was my brother, my little brother. Okay. Um, he's five. And no, you were drinking only, with him. He's only, yes, exactly. Five. Um, uh, and then my partner as well. And so it was just kind of like, and I'm a little bit competitive, just a little bit. Okay. And so right. they were like, oh, we're brewing beer. And I was like, I can do that better. Um, <laughs> You know I've never I, done it, yeah, but I've I'll do it better. I've never done it, but I'll do it better. I hate to tell you, I'm more competitive. Oh, fuck no, man. It's on. It's on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's just so, a competitive we're gonna, competition We're going to have a battle in our garage. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's going to happen. All we'll right. have a total pissing contest. Let's I'll do squat it. and you can do whatever. Do whatever I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> he squats also. Right. I do. <laughs> well, I keep standing on my head. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was just kind of falling in love with beer. And then um, wanting to figure it out, I'm kind of just a curious personality, and I'm okay. like, oh, okay, how was this done? I can, do, you know what I mean. And yeah. then um, the influences of both my my younger brother and uh, my partner, and uh, they they, I mean, and their challenge, kind of, you know. And again, like I said, I'm competitive, so I'm like, oh, okay, I want to figure this out. You see them doing do it, this. and you're like, I can, it, I can probably do this too. It's probably fine. Well, not just I can do it. I was just like, you I can, can do it better. Mm-hmm. You can crush it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and look and, who's the professional. That's, that's right. <laughs> and I, when I got the job, I burned all their homebrew from it, and they, <laughs> right. they actually are banned uh, from brewing now. Yeah. 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 Now they can no longer brew. Um, <laughs> that was the deal. Sorry, B. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brew for life. You Sorry. Lose. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, they're actually still really great brewers uh, at home. And, uh, <laughs> in their garage. Sorry, being slipped that in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, and yeah, it was just kind of a, honestly, it was really just kind of a falling in love process. And then, you That's know, cool, you man. like fucking jump in, right? Yeah. And you're just like, all right. You do. Um, I still hold my nose when I jump in, and so I was just jumping in yeah. and uh, figuring shit out. And then there's just, I fell in love with fermentation, and I was like, let's do this. And then I felt, you know what I mean? And, uh, and that's really just what it was for me. Just kind of a discovery and um, wanting to. And what homebrewing allows you is so much freedom to explore. Um, it, it allows you the freedom to explore different yeast. It allows you yeah. the freedom to explore different fermentation profiles, different mash profiles. It's like, okay, let's throw this shit in there and see what happens. And there's so much, like, it's it's an art form. It's a dance. There's so much expression in that. Um, and that's what I fell in love with, 
was awesome. uh, the ability to kind of express myself and and you can get drunk off of it. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. not <laughs> so like paper mache where no. you have to clean up and then you're sad still. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you come from a science background or a culinary background or anything No, like I'm that? just a nerd. I'm a math kid. <laughs> um, I have a math major um, and I was a teacher before this too. Um, and so I just... I just am curious, and I like to explore, and I like to play, and um, yeah, that's cool. So, did you, did you tell the kids on your last day in class, be like, "All right, kids, I'm not going to see you next year because I'm going to get your parents drunk"? Uh, <laughs> no, that would have been a great line, but no, I didn't do that. Did you go right from teaching to to brewing? No, um, I'm a I'm a mom too. So I stayed home for about eight months before it drove me absolutely crazy. <laughs> um, and then I went to Drake's and was like, what okay. can you... Because they were really close in proximity okay. to me. And I was like, hey, how can I work for you? Because I can't stay with my kids anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, so I started just getting in where I could fit in. And it was bar backing and working events and we do this thing called first friday and it was that and mm. um and then i ended up uh doing a brew day and then this guy galuli came and found me he's like what can i do to hire you and i was like just ask <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so uh yeah that was about four and a half uh five years ago somewhere wow. between there and uh that's what i've been doing ever since nice yeah. that's crazy yeah yeah, I just needed a change. I just yeah. wanted something that was, yeah. And it was just, like I said, just interest and curiosity and kind of just, a, just I absolutely fell in love with beer. It was just my passion. It just How became, can you not? Right. right. Yeah. It just became what I wanted to do. And you haven't had to see your kids since. Right. <laughs> yeah. They're just. They're now in Antarctica and harvesting yeah. water. Yeah, melting yeah. ice. They're yeah. harvesting water for Pangea and yeah. it's great. And it's yeah. fine. Yeah. They children. chip it off a little bit. It's yeah. pretty cool. Child yeah. labor is totally, yeah. you know, it's totally looked down okay. on, but yeah. it shouldn't be. But right. down there it's fine. Yeah, you, yeah. you can't take anything, but you can send your kids yes. to work on the ice fields. Mm-hmm. They will receive it yeah. from the ice right. field. I'm going to send you yeah. to the ice field. <laughs> uh, i tell you what, we're going to take a break uh, real quickly, but I do want to tell you guys about the craftbeer.com beer and food course. It's a groundbreaking course uh, that leads professionals and enthusiast chefs alike through the basics of pairing beer and food. The craftbeer.com beer and food course was built by a Culinary Institute of America graduate and a certified Cicerone. Uh, there are two versions, a professional version made for chefs, restaurateurs, brewers, and hospitality professionals, and an enthusiast version created for home uh, for at-home chefs. Learn how to pair beer with your favorite foods, including chocolat, charcuterie, and chaise. Uh, you also get to ultimately know beer styles. You'll see data and stories that will convince you, Warren, you doubting Thomas, <laughs> that full-flavored beer deserves a place on the menu along with wine and spirits. Uh, also, it's free. So that's oh, sounds great. great. Visit, visit craftbeer.com to learn more. All right, everybody, stay tuned really quickly. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with the folks from Drake's. We're going to taste some beers in the Aroma Series and uh, try not to throw up on each other, I guess. It's the session. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Thank you. 
Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like... Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer whether for yourself or as a gift when you subscribe or resubscribe from the brewing network homepage you directly support programs like this get a great magazine and support the brewing network subscribe to brew your own right from the brewing network.com do you know the three most important rules in brewing sanitation sanitation and sanitation and no one does it better than five star chemicals five star knows sanitation you can only sanitize clean equipment and five star knows how to clean too for craft brewers and home brewers five star has what you need to keep your fermenters serving tanks kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer spoiling bacteria pbw caustic acid cleaners star sand santa clean lubricants and defoamers ph stabilizer and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewery 
Brewers Association at craftbeer.com. Also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Hi, this is Tyler from Libertine Brewing Company in the central coast of California. You're listening to Brewing Network The Session. It sucks. Does it suck? It sucks. But that's what's good about it, is that it sucks, right? All right, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, is that Doug in the background of that fucking drop? Right then? Yeah, it sucks. Does he have more than one? Because he has... No, no, he talks th- about no that wasn't... That, wasn't, uh, that was uh, the guy from the Libertine, but uh, I think in the background that was Doug saying it sucks. Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. I want to find out, though, because it sounds like Doug, and it sounds like something Doug would do from society. We should call him up and ask him to say it sucks. <laughs> and then Man, see if it sounds like that. I was that. looking through like beer articles today, and it was someone had written this headline. It was like, uh, society uh, unveils an unprecedented five new beers. And I'm like, un- Unpre- I mean, no. <laughs> there's no precedent uh, for five. Yeah. No, no one has never, ever released five beers. <laughs> it was the weirdest goddamn thing. Uh, uh, but we know what's not weird, Warren. Great fermentations. They never. have the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web, and their staff is some of the best trained in said products, so you'll always know that uh, you can go to them for help and they'll know what actually the fuck they're talking about. They offer top-notch customer service and same-day shipping on many items. Check them out at greatfermentations.com. They're also all over social media at gr8fermentation.com. Why you didn't crinkle it up? You just tossed it I don't know, silently. Man. <laughs> you, uh, you want to be a crinkler? Paper well, airplane, normally paper you airplane. are. There. I like the paper boulders better because then I can do that. Oh, fuck. Oh, you couldn't even one. hit me. No, I can't see you very well. I was told that you guys have a theme song. Yes. Yeah, Freaks of the Industry. I don't know what that is. Freak? I'm sorry. No, that song. Or a theme song. Both? Well, underground, back in the day, man. We like our East Bay hip-hop. And we're old. Uh, From the album <laughs> Sex Packets, right? <laughs> Which is almost like saying the sex number, but it's different. <laughs> this is your theme song. Hell yeah. Yes. I think yep. it's my life theme song, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I can see you walking down the street to this. Sorry, kid. Yeah, it's getting racy right now, dude. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable. Well, you don't like Whoa. to toot our own horn, but as far as like breweries go, it isn't just a bunch of white dudes with beards. I'm like actually probably the most stereotypical dude that works there. Oh, really? Yes. What do you mean? He's straight, white, and has a beard. Yes. <laughs> mm. You're a, you know, I think we have a couple other ones. But <laughs> <laughs> there are a few. All of them. You've got the calendar right there, We man. do have the calendar, got yeah. The calendar, so that's our... Wait, is this like That's a, our staff. It's a, hot, a calendar. Hot Drake's calendar? Yes, there's yeah. D on the cover right there. Nice. That's she, Actually, she, my she, calendar. Yeah, that looks like Bebo <laughs> opening office. a bottle. Thank you, Bebo. So she's, uh, D is, as you see, is making a bottle of Dean Ejaculate. Right. <laughs> While she has at least a 
males on staff in her in their underwear working behind her. This is totally OSHA approved. I promise I did not ask them to strip. January is Justin's month. Justin's Burning Man dude. We gave him fire. Uh, here, let me look at the. Uh, there you let go. Let me look at the back for some better. Well, not better ones, but uh, you know. Yeah, what are you saying? Jump to yeah. the highlights. Whoa. That's July. A, right. It's a big Mr. Old, July. It's a big old sucker fish hanging out. Around. So this would be is. Ian Powell sitting there naked with a, uh, this I believe is a sturgeon. Oh, it looks like okay. it's We totally fish. ate that fish. So there, and I would like to say there is a reason to. that we have a naked guy with a fish there because we used to have a calendar hanging on our wall two years in a row before HR made us take it down. <laughs> of, it was called the Carpenizer calendar, and it was like top chicks and carp. It was this weird German thing. Dude, Whoa. I've heard, like, there's, like, yes, like women a, and fly fishing this is the and we, all this It was kind the of weirdest thing. But carp specifically carp is very <laughs> It was the carpenizer calendar, yeah. and just to be fair, our brewers, Molly and Roxanne, brought it in and hung it up, so wasn't dudes inflicted naked chicks on 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 chicks or anything like right. that or on other fish I or mean, other fish you, you might know. have been uncomfortable the fish were totally offended did you hire a carp the and they complained sad. yes yes that happened we actually had a dragon apparently complain because we had a dragon sex calendar that lasted like a day thanks hr <laughs> a dragon sex calendar man you guys are freaky yeah, where yeah. do you think baby we're the dragons come from the industry come on we're drinks where, where can you can, can you buy this calendar online you can Unless we're out, in which case you should just come to the brewery and demand a free one. <laughs> I mean, well, it's over halfway through uh, we, the year we, now. We actually had sexual harassment training a couple months ago, and they were appalled mm. that this calendar exists. So, Really? Uh, hmm. Now, we do intend to do it next year. And John Martin, just, just so you know, the plan is to do – John Martin's our owner. So, uh, you know, <laughs> this is how I'm going to communicate to him. Right. Plan this to seems it, like the best way. I, I plan to do it as, like, the Last Supper. I will be Jesus, but with a turban. Right. <laughs> Much like Muhammad. And then I will have the staff represent all the religions for diversity. And it will be amazing. And we will speak no further. For diversity. Uh, ben, mm. what, do you think, what do you think about that? It's, a, it's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think yes. that'll be good. Good call. Yeah. I think that bet. it's a thing that happened. He said it out loud. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, you heard it with your ears. That um, happened. It's a test to see if management even listens to these things. <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, yeah, because if they go, eh, whatever, it sounds fine. He's fucking, there's Galuli with his fucking ideas again. Sure. How do we get him off <laughs> our ass? That's probably true. Right. <laughs> Here we go. Let's get him off our ass and just say yes to the next thing that comes through, through you know, across my desk. It'll be like totally a Charlie Hedbow sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, we have five beer. You did. You did. Uh, we have five beers in front of us. You do. And these are all from the Aroma Series. They are they different are. aromas. And they're all on tap here at the Hop Grenade. Hop Grenade rules. So come drink them. So come drink them now. So let's go through them. I think they're in the order of we have Aroma Session, Aroma Flora, Aroma Prieta, Aroma Coma, and Aroma Therapy. Is this the order which we should be drinking them in? Yeah. Okay. And I'm sitting here with all the recipes in case someone tries to ask me a trick question and I can't remember it because I'm old. <laughs> yeah, if you want these recipes, man, they will uh, they will give them out. We will. So how many gallons did you use uh, in the sparge on this beer? Well, the Which gallon. Beer? Yes. Which beer? The Which first beer? one that we're talking about. The Aroma Session. The Aroma Session. 15-barrel yes. beer to achieve a 10.7 target gravity with 712.5 pounds malt in the base, we mashed in with between 200 and 225 gallons. 
boom. And then we sparged with probably about 430, I would think, if that was yeah, on ash. somewhere around there. And he's not even looking right. at the recipe, folks. This is just off the dome. Oh, right. yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's waving his hands around a lot. Right. <laughs> right. Mesmerizing the crowd. <laughs> Ignore me doing this. Soon you will yeah. be my zombies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also getting very sleepy, which is weird. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, no, but the, the aroma session, let's talk about this. Yeah. This is your session IPA. Now, we were talking earlier um, about uh, it has the same hopping kind of all the way through mm-hmm. this whole entire series. Mm-hmm. Well, for the aroma session, coma, and therapy, Parade is yes, a uh, different deal. It's all New Zealand hops and flora. Flora is a completely different deal. flowers and say different and It's that, a freak. It'd be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I like the aroma session. It's... Um, there's like some more character malts in there than I think a lot of the session IPAs these days. A lot of session IPAs these days are like kind of just malt juice, almost like second runnings, you know, of a oh, pale no, ale. Oh, no, no, that's And terrible. then a bunch of hops. I know, and that that's what I was talking about earlier, where it's like <laughs> I'm really fucking bored with them. They're so boring. No, they have to have malt expression. But this actually, ha- yes, this actually has that. Uh, yeah, we use some muttons, mild ale, and we use uh, muttons rye flakes. Rye flakes. Um, and the rye flakes are really interesting because the the rye, you, you can get rye flakes as raw rye that's been, like, steamed and flaked. But this is actually malted rye that's been flaked. Yeah. So hmm. it's got a really interesting character. To the best of my hmm. knowledge, it's the Muttons is the only guys doing this. And we've, like, totally fallen in love with those rye flakes. I mean, malted rye is a great thing. Regular flaked rye is a great thing, but these malted rye flakes are just very unique, and they're also like fun to just kind of eat right out of the yeah, bag. It's, oh, yeah, it's seriously like eating cereal what, right out of the nice. bag. What would you say it, do, it does different than just malted rye? It just provides the a different process. flavor. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you can drink you when you drink it, you get like that kind of, but it's not like bam rye, and you don't get the like, slickness from rye. Yeah, but you right. do get some of that malt expression, and you get some hints of rye in the malt character. But it's not like the super sharp, spicy rye. It just kind of blends with the rest of the malt character. Hmm. And so that's in the other two beers also. Some level of flake yes. rye. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But there's some spice. You get some spice. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. It was, you know, it it is. It's like you said, it's important to build some malt complexity behind these session beers. Because otherwise, you know, they they are. They're just just hop vessels. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that's cool. We all like hops and shit like that. But it's still nice. (laughs) It's especially under 5% to do a beer that's got interesting character to it. I think think for, for us... That's what we're trying to mm-hmm. deliver. I mean, we okay. really like sessions, and so we want to be able to provide an experience, and it has to have the body and the malt character befi- behind it. I appreciate that. And you said this is a, a <laughs> really Citra good. showcase. Are there any other hops in it besides Citra, or is it a single hop? So since good I'm question. staring at the recipe, I can, <laughs> I can totally answer that. It is, it is two parts Citra to one part Equinox, one part Centennial, and one part Cascade. So Citra is still like the big hop in that whole thing, but mm. you know Citra and Equinox, Equinox, another one of those kind of like new school tropical fruity hops. And then we like yep. actually gave it some backbone with the Cascade Cadence and Centennial, and then the Whirlpool Chinooks. So mm. you know, the, on top of being like, yes, it's a Citra expression, but we we also did like this old school, new school thing with it, which mm-hmm. we thought was kind of fun with that <laughs> beer. And how do you how do you make those hop choices? I mean, you guys have just been brewing for so long, you kind of just know how it'll work, or did you do some test batches? 
We did do some test batches. Okay. Um, and we do just have a baseline of knowledge. I mean, this guy, Galuli, has uh, a pretty in-depth knowledge when it comes to hop varietals and when it comes to hop lineage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just experience and exposure. Um, kind of having the experience that kind of had have had beers. She's waving her hands have, around, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, that have different... Uh, I mean, just getting to know the hops and then uh, the exposure to each hop individually. Um, But a lot of it is just pure knowledge in uh, kind of the lineage of the hop and kind of assuming how it will present. But we also, you know, we we do actually have the privilege, ownership will fly us up to Yakima three or four times a year to do hop selection. Mm -hmm. Oh, geez. Yeah, Yeah. we're we're like super dedicated to that stuff. And uh, I remember... Not last year. Last year went pretty smoothly, but two years ago they were coming out of a drought, and we were just like getting panicked because we're like we don't know the hops sucked. Yeah. We really? were like, I, I went up there multiple trips, and I was like, I literally have not found an Amarillo I can make fifteen hundred with because this is garbage. Half of them smelled like onion and garlic. Wasn't it like a last minute Amarillo oh, at yeah. like GABF or some? Shit? No, I had to like take a prop plate That's into Yakima because right. right. like, like they were like, we got three new lots coming yeah. in. And I was yeah. like, all right. So it was totally cost efficient yeah. for me to fly up there Two on no notice, ago, yeah. but right. yeah. it was it we was had a thing, like hot shit to the brewery, and everybody had their nose on them, or like these are shit. Like yeah, it was a, it was an intense year. But you know we do we you know we if, if you're going to be a hop forward brewery, if you're buying your hops on spot, you're kidding yourself. <laughs> How do the hop growers? deal with that. I mean, I guess they they have to take it back, but I mean, do you... Well, right, you're contracted. Yeah. Well, no, they end up on spot. Yeah. That's okay. the thing. If I pass on them, then, you know, somebody else will get a shot at them. And to be fair, maybe somebody else wants those. Like, you know, we... we sorry, Roger. We have this, <laughs> like, like we have a phrase at Drake's where we call beers faction-y because Roger has, like, a very specific hop thing that he's looking for that is very specifically not what I'm looking for. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, sure. For sure. And, and, you know, to be fair, Roger thinks, I quote... Don't know how to hop beers for shit. <laughs> and, Doesn't sound like Roger yeah. at all. No, no, not at yeah. all. I mean, I really had to put those words in his mouth. He yeah. was like this very elevated phraseology. Of course, like, he did. Why that John fellow barely knows anything about hopping? <laughs> but you know, who shall hop this? Hop thy this? Exactly. But you know, that's the thing. He knows what he's looking for. We know what we're looking yeah. for. Sure. And you know, we go out of our way to make sure we can get what we're looking for. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I guess the industry is such where that, that you know they're fine with it and they just move on to the next person if you don't if you don't like them. Yeah. I mean, oh, and yeah. you can okay. get they'll, different they'll put things. like five, six, seven out on the table. Yeah. Like, I think okay. last year was your first year up at Hop Selection, mm-hmm. and it's you know it can be an intimidating process because these can be. are like $150,000, decisions, like for yearly purchases. And yeah. You got six Simcoe's on your table, and I will tell you what, that beer makes 1500 If it's the wrong Simcoe, you're having a hard time making 1500 mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. So if you, you have specific beers in mind, and you're looking for a specific, and, and you have to base it off of the smell and the... And, I mean, you're also looking at it, but you, it's not in beer, so you're yeah. making... Uh, yeah, so it feels pretty weighted. Okay. Um, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. No pressure. No pressure. That's what you're saying. <laughs> right. That's what I'm hearing. I would cave under it, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the uh, next one, which is the Aroma Flora. Ha-ha. What's this beer about? This beer was actually brewed by um, a woman that has since left us, Um uh, this was her last, but not the mortal coil. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, she didn't die. Um, 
This uh, is a Saison, um, and it's brewed with tea from uh, Four Track. Um, it's brewed with honey, and it's brewed with basil. Um, okay. And so it's got... Two varieties of hot Thai holy basil, to be precise. Yeah. Which is actually, technically, I think, not well, really a basil. Yeah, it's in the tea itself. Yeah, but then oh, okay. there's actually California basil that was right. added right. also to the I, Whirlpool. I'm glad you said that, because I, I was like, oh, what is that? That combination of flavors, and you said basil, like that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That basil really, really it's comes through. Specifically, California basil. Sure, is that what you're getting? Yeah. Okay. I'm regional, dude. Yeah. I don't even care. Right. <laughs> so you get some spiciness. You mm-hmm. get some sweetness. Um, yeah. You get a lot of floral. Uh, it was also there were also flowers in the hot back. It was a total hippie bear. It was amazing. Um, <laughs> actual believe, flowers. I actual yeah, flowers. Edible, edible flowers. Edible flowers. Most, okay. I think oh, the okay. for the most part, we've used, we've done this beer multiple years. We've used Kalan. What is it? Calendula? I don't know. Don't I'm hurt not me, a flower Molly. kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something that's edible. <laughs> and Molly we totally you, didn't poison anyone. Yeah. We won't tell the tree beer story. Oh. Okay, we'll tell the tree beer story. Uh. But yeah, so it's got a lot of fun stuff in it, um, and we uh, for the past two years we've used tea um, from the same company, uh, Four Track, which is I believe a sister company to High uh, Yeah Wire High Wire Coffee Coffee Okay, um, uh, and they make these like different floral aromatic teas. So we like go and do a tea tasting there, and we decide what's uh-huh. going to play a well. Cupping. A cupping, cupping yes, a cupping. yes. I immediately erected Pinkies a pinky. Out. Yes. Uh, oh, I noticed. Like, I noticed. Yeah. Cupping. And we do. <laughs> yeah. We both. We add tea to the whirlpool, and then okay. we also add it to the dry hop. Now, is it the, the the actual tea leaves, or do you brew the tea and then add that to the whirlpool well, and the dry hop? No, it's actually. It, we put it in big like nylon socks. It looks really funny, like a person's legs are actually going <laughs> into the whirlpool because we stuff it full there. Okay. Um, but because the the wort is so hot. When it hits the tea, it is kind of brewing it essentially. Sure, yeah. Um, and then we do it on the fermentation side as well. So okay. um, you get multiple expressions of the tea as well. You know, like you get the kind of hot, you know, the where it, it is extracting as a tea, and then you get kind of the cooler temperature tea expression. To be fair, there's not actually none of this is actually tea, right? There's no actual tea leaves in here. It's no, it's actually stuff. rose and basil, and that's it. So. Okay. Metals made mm. in two types. Of it's like an herbal tea, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Call it, right? just, okay. Just, uh, yeah. So no caffeine, um, and not. Actual and the woman tea. that that okay. has brewed this over the last few years, as well as some of our other kind of. Mm, hippie beers. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> I, like, I think the hippie beers are fine. I think it's um, a great experience. Crunchy beers. Crunchy beers. Yeah. Right. She's, she's, she's had a ton of experience um, in that world mm-hmm. and uh, has brought us all kinds of interesting flavors. Including so. tree beer, our, our yearly Christmas beer. Right. Where we learned the very important lesson that while bay leaves are a really amazing component to the flavor profile of a beer. Oh, yeah. In soup. Yeah, they are crazy right. antifungal, and it took they three days yeast. for fermentation to start. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, my God. Like, we, we, like, brewed that beer, and we had, there were, like, a couple uh, bay laurel branches in the hot back. We came in the next day still. Like, come. Huh. Did yeast count? Pretty low. All the yeast still in the cone. It hadn't even want to, like, get started. So you know, we, we O2'd it, and then came in the next day, nothing. Still, oh. so then, the, so then that day we're like, well, shit, man, we're gonna have to like poison this thing. So I pulled a couple kegs of uh, 
of wildly fermenting like high and dinog, and I blew those into there. And then it grudgingly started fermenting the next day. <laughs> and, you know, we called it, we, at that point, we turned it from tree beer to tree nog as an in-house working name. But uh, <laughs> we were like, huh. And then one of our actual smart people on staff, Hi Roxanne, um, pointed out to us that bay leaves were hugely antifungal. And since yeast is basically fungus, we, we killed the shit out of it. We oh. killed. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Tastes great. That's it hilarious. Worked out. Well, that's <laughs> it, good. It man. did that's work good. out eventually, but yeah, we killed the shit out of that. Bay leaves are crazy, man. I used to go uh, at the Boy Scout camp. There was a bay leaf tree, and like our you know, the people leading the shit was like, okay, and you take take them and you crush them up, and then you smell them. And then as everyone's doing it, and they go, it'll give you a huge headache. I'm like, really? <laughs> so I'm 11, dude. Yeah, what the fuck's uh, going on? To see if you're paying attention. <laughs> yeah, well, everyone was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this sucked. So is this an aroma beer because you also uh, treat it with the same hops? No, this one is an aroma beer because it has all the floral aromatics in it. We just kind of threw, you know, we... We we have like the mm. core series, which is the session coma and, and uh, therapy, which are all like very related beers that share a mash, uh, a, like a, both a grist and a hop profile, and and there are five senses. So we made two other ones. It still also has those the mutton's multi flake dry though. So, oh, okay. Oh. Uh, that's kind of a commonality. That's kind of a marriage between all of them. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's just we. Started doing the saison and it just kind of takes you for a ride, uh, at least with the nose, with the smell, with all of those flowers and teas and honey. Yeah. And it gives you something different to play with if you're yeah. in, you know, like our the three, the, all the other beers are IPAs and this one isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it actually gets aromatic somewhere completely different. So it made huh. me nervous because it was the only cloudy one in the lineup, and so I was worried that it was going to be some. Yeasty, some yeasty John. Phenol, not bitter, round bodied <laughs> IPA. I'm pretty sure that some of those different, um, like like the the basil and all that kind of stuff, are throwing some amount of a polyphenol haze in there. So I think oh, okay. a lot of that mm-hmm. haze is less. I mean, I you know it's saison yeast, so it's right. you know shitty flocculent, but right. I, I do think we're seeing some haze that is just like literally botanical. Sure, yeah, that's cool. That's a cool effect. <laughs> or. That's neat. Or, or it's the bottom of the catch. <laughs> Don't tell no, anyone. I would never say that. No. Uh, okay, and this next one is the Aroma Prieta. Double IPA, 9%. <clears throat> um, all New Zealand hops. Like crazy, dry hopped in three stages. Pretty much worked through our, our, our inventory. Kohatu, Matueka, Nelson's, Pack Jade, uh, I pronounce that Wakatu. In Black <laughs> Man. That sounds like totally a character in, in Black Panther coming up, so. <laughs> right? Um, but you know, we don't we don't own a lot of New Zealand hops. I put them in blends with some other beers. We put we put some New Zealands in with hop vice and stuff like that because they have yeah. like some good florals. But just this beer, we we went. What did we go? Like five ish pounds per barrel on this one. It just kind of went over crazy. Five, yeah. Now I'm going to out us on Aroma Prieta, right? Right oh, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We're getting the scoop. <clears throat> Here's the scoop. We um, actually don't brew this. We contract. <laughs> oh, God. No, no, no. I'm, no. I'm joking. So, 
Prieta, most years, we just follow the coma recipe to the T and then dry hop it differently. Okay. All New Zealand. All New Zealand's. Mm-hmm. So we kept that aspect. It's all New Zealand's. But if you backtrack the beer, <laughs> we had, this is a bit of making lemonade out of lemons. We were brewing a, um, Forging Raccoon. Our summer double IPA release, or is it double seven point? I don't know what the hell double means. I don't know what any of that shit <laughs> yeah. means. Uh, we make a summer IPA called Forging Raccoon, which you named after the fact that Forging Raccoons eat sculpin. So take that ballast point. <laughs> um, and so it's sitting there, mind its own business in the grist case, waiting to get mashed in the next day. And then we were brewing a hazy IPA, which you both hate, uh, on, on, on our small brew house. And somehow that grist got built into the wrong grist case because we have two brew houses. So originally this beer was called Stupid Raccoon because it was a get stupid (laughs) build on top of a foraging raccoon. No names being dropped. No. So we were kind of in like, well, we got all this milled malt in the grist case. Mm Mm-hmm. This is now turning into a one-off. So what one-off is this going to be? We we, we kind of like poked ourselves around a little bit. And we if you see look at the recipe here, you guys can see the recipe. Yeah. We actually called this beer originally Stupid Raccoon because right. it gets stupid on top mm-hmm. of a chor- foraging raccoon. Which, by the name, Stupid Raccoon's an amazing name. And frankly, we should probably yeah. make that <laughs> right. beer sometime. Yeah. Right. But we realized, we're like, oh, man, we got like all this aroma beer coming out. So this is actually a lovely, lovely like soft malt base. To really back up those New Zealand hops. So yeah. we, we just kind of like waved our magic wands about. I waved my arm there. It's not really a magic <laughs> wand. And we turned it into a Roma Prieta. Okay. So I'm not supposed to tell anyone that. So. <laughs> well, no one listens, so it's fine. Right. Ah, well, yeah, you it's know, okay. if a tree falls in the woods. <laughs> yeah, yeah, watch out. <laughs> then what? I, I don't oh. know. Kill squirrels. Oh. <laughs> this, uh, yeah, this beard is, it is have a, uh, does have a, a softer kind of malt right. thing than I would think of as a double IPA. Well, and it, so, it complements the New Zealand hops because those tend to be lighter, fruitier. Yeah. Uh, and so the, the, the sweeter, rounder malt, not that it's not West Coast but style, but right. but that backs up and reinforces the, the kind of candy-like New Zealand hop it's character. It's definitely candy-like. Yeah, it's like candy, but it's also like um, like a, a overripe apricot. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. not not in a bad way, but like the no, juicy, no, no. like yeah, almost yeah. like mushy, mm-hmm. but, but still so, so the, the messy malt, one. Yeah. The, the malts that are really driving that. There's a lot of flaked wheat in there because those proteins will give you some mouthfeel. And then there's mm-hmm. a whole bunch of those. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Simpsons Golden Naked Oats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That, that, One of my favorite. That's that's yeah. like seriously like that's in our bag of tricks for like building mouthfeel. That's mm-hmm. like our number mm-hmm. one go to. It's like we're oh, building okay. mouthfeel without like really driving too much sweetness. We go straight to those GNOs. Okay. That's I think that's us and apparently Lagunitas is all over that for little something, I believe. Or a lot of nothing, nothing if you talk to Cloudburst. <laughs> What's that? Ooh, Cloudburst Brewing Company up in uh, up in Washington. That was a dude who like quit the day after Elysian sold out. He was an Elysian brewery. He's like, no, I'm out. Okay. He opened this brewery, and like every freaking beer is like a shot at, at, at the high end. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, so he made a beer called A Lot of Nothing, Nothing, and the entire sell sheet for that beer 
It's just quotes of Tony McGee saying things like, I never sell out. I would never sell out. I'd rather cut my eyes out than selling out. (laughs) And then at the end, he's like, it's not selling out, it's buying in. And this is like all it is. It's just Tony Uh, McGee quotes. And it starts at like, yeah, "Yeah, sell out, suck. And it finishes like, oh, no, I'm buying equity and blah, blah, blah. This guy was amazing. So anyway. Get him on the show, please. That'd be great. Cloudburst. Cloudburst (laughs) brewing, um, whatever you guys are doing. You should come down here because I hear great things about your beer. Yeah. And plus your yeah. dicks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we really appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I want that sale sheet. Right. <laughs> yeah. I that's found hilarious. It on the internet. Man. It took a while. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, that's a good beer, man. That's that's really uh, that's a really um, easy drink. You said that's 9%? It holds its yeah. 9% quite well. Yeah, it'll yeah. fuck you up. Aroma Perrieta. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I was actually surprised because I've like we've played around with New Zealand hops quite a bit, and sometimes you get that like sort of diesely thing. We didn't really mm-hmm. get that this time. It really is like you said. Yeah, I think the ripe apricots a thing, or like lemon, fruit. like lemon candy, like mm-hmm. the sweet fruit. part of a lemon head or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not you yeah, know the candy top is a really good description. Yeah, yeah, I'll buy that. Mm-hmm. Good job, Lauren. Thank you. Sold. <laughs> and, and it's like you do it for a living. <laughs> it's like that, <laughs> yeah, but not, no, but not, not that. Yeah. This is profitable. Yes. Yeah. Oh. And so, uh, Aroma Coma is lower ABV than this. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's about a percent lower. Okay. Eight percent. And we haven't gotten to that one yet. Well, let's nope. do it right no. now. Oh, that's next. Per, trans, the king of the transition. Wow, I didn't even know Look I was doing it. Tasty's not here to be the king of the transition. So, <laughs> Speaking of Aroma Coma. Yeah. Have you seen the beer that I made? <clears throat> Janice um, Brown. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's it's fun because he's not here and we can take shots. <laughs> You're killing it, Tasty. Love uh, you. So I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm caught yeah, up in smelling yeah, the beer. No, smelling the aroma coma. The, the nose is actually pretty freaking good. It is good. So the aroma series didn't did it start with aroma coma? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's what it was, was always Coma Prieta. They okay. were like sister beers. Saint, like I said, back in the day, they were like both six-ish percent IPAs. Mm-hmm. One with. You know, American hops, and primarily Citra, one with New Zealand hops. Yep. And, okay. you know, as we like, especially as we developed that beer, it was kind of like well, once we brought Coma in full time, it was sort of like, well, you're a little redundant with our regular IPA. So we kind of mm-hmm. like we, we, we bulked up the ABV a little bit and we, and we had enough Citra just to kind of just be irresponsible with their use. Okay, yeah, I appreciate that. We appreciate being irresponsible <laughs> as much as possible. We, 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 just, we just stay one step ahead of accounting who's trying to catch us, be like, that beer costs a lot to make. It's like, no, man. It's fine. Like, I'm going to wave my hands at you for a while and say crazy stuff until you freak out. <laughs> just run away. Run what away. Is, it doesn't work. What right. does money really even mean? What is Nothing. money? What is property? <laughs> let's, let's, yeah. <laughs> if I take your pencil, it's still your pencil, but it's right. Mine too now. Now it's our pencil. Right. Let's discuss mutualism. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, look, uh, you know, since you have the the recipe sheets here, it would be a shame to let them go to waste. Would you mind? Yeah. How much water did it take to make this one? (laughs) Giving us just like the full recipe for this guy? Is that too much to ask? Sure. I'll let D give you this one so Uh, we can both be equally culpable and we can fire tomorrow. There we go. (laughs) I uh, hear the hop grenades hiring, so if you guys... Uh, <laughs> oh. No, if you don't, I mean, you know... No, 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 we don't No, we're to totally open. We're an open okay. book. All right. Please, go ahead. D has the floor. Uh, 
What do you want to know? The, the whole green? thing. Uh, yeah, like, well, what, what, what size batch is this that you're going to be This is actually a 60 barrel. 60 barrel. So, this, okay. so, you know, at Drake's, we have two different brew houses. Yeah. So, you know, when mm-hmm. we did our expansion, unlike a lot of idiot breweries that decide to immediately close their small brewing system, just do everything on the big one, right. we kept the small one open so we could do small batches and little one-offs and stuff for retail. Sure, so yeah. we have a lot of beers that are like 15 slash 20 barrel recipes because we kind of bounce back and forth. And then we have the 60 barrel, which sometimes for like a really high ABV beer will be a 50 15. barrels. But so sometimes it lives at 45. Yeah, yeah that's draconic. Screw yeah. you, draconic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Coma is a 60. Okay. Um, so it's got a lot of water. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> um, many gallons. Many gallons. <laughs> many gallons. Uh, and then you've got just two row. The flaked rye, the mild ale, and C15. Okay. You want to throw percentages out for everybody? Or? Sure. Okay. Uh, the two-row is about 70%. Uh, the flaked rye is about 10 The mild ale is 14 And the C15 is about 4 Okay. Yep. Seems pretty, seems pretty solid. Well, what are the uh, starting and finishing gravities? It starts at... 16.7 and I mean OG and then uh, finishes at 2.0. Okay. Play-Doh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Play-Doh. Yeah. yeah. We'll let everybody convert that. Yeah. Shit. I kind of yeah. think those two numbers are more useful. By four. I, yeah, right. I don't, yeah, I don't understand the people who still work in standard gravity. I mean, <laughs> no, no offense, not dogging on hydrometers. Y'all, yeah, yeah, hydrometers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Play doh yeah. slash bricks. Let's let's yeah. get with it. If you get a refractometer, it's going to be in bricks. So Dude, and a refract is really easy to buy. Yeah. Oh, they're great. Yeah, they're yeah. great. You don't have to cool off your sample. Come on, yeah. people, get with the program here. Or it just needs to be cool-ish. Right. Sure. Uh, yeah, so we are talking Play-Doh, 16.7 okay. yeah. to 2. Because I, okay. I think yeah, those numbers are more useful than the mash temperature. I totally agree. Uh, and this is a like a two-stage mash anyway. It's on a fancy steam-generated system, blah, blah, blah. If you want our little system, then that's just like a homebrew system on steroids. Straight and brute infusion. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just an infusion mash. This guy is steam uh, the any R60 barrel is a steam generated system, and so we can control for different very like different temps, and we can get all fancy. Why do you guys do a, a step mash on a beer like this? Try to get it dried out. We, uh-huh. we, we, we so what we're what we're dealing with in a beer like this is. On the small system, we can single mash this one and get it to dry out to the same place. But on the big system, we find it's really important for us to mash out, which is the process of the end of your mash. You ramp it up to 170 degrees, which kills all the enzymes. Mm-hmm. It also thins the word out enough that it runs off real easily. Mm-hmm. We found out pretty early on in the life cycle of the new brewery, if we didn't mash out, the runoffs were a freaking nightmare. So Well, and the single infusion mm. just took too long. It took a massive amount of time on the big system. We're on right. the little system. Okay. Uh, we it's all uh, we have a mash louder ton, so you do everything in one. We're on the big system, it's a six vessel system, and so you have a mash mixer and then you have a, a louder ton. And um, and so you're just handling things differently and you need conversion to happen. Right. Um and this is the best way to achieve that and achieve what Gooley was saying, the dry um 
finishing. We like our beers to finish at Drake's. We're we're pretty. I mean, like low. We don't want low attenuation. We don't like. We don't like sticky beers. You guys are freaks. You like conversion and attenuation. What's going on, weirdos? Yeast and hops and all that crap. Yeah. Strange. What kind of? I know you mentioned the hops, but what what kind of ratios are we talking about? looks to me like we're dry hopping at a rate. What is that rate? Where's my math skills? Right now? You're the math major, man. You can just get, the, get the quantities and let everybody else figure it out. It's fine. My uh, quantities and times would be... 44 times 5 divided by 60. <laughs> <laughs> it's about 5 pounds yeah. per, bail, per barrel. I think it's a little less than that, but not a ton. No, but I just said about okay. um, for the dry hop. Um, 4.4 pounds per barrel. It, it is, it. Okay, you're right. It's a little bit lower than five. Without my without my phone, you all saw that, um, right? Yes. I mean, no, I never saw it. I mean, yeah. you, you weren't right, but... Yeah, who knows if I'm right, yeah. but I said yeah. it very you, you, you did. Yeah. Right. We go a little bit balls out on the dry hop, uh, and then we're looking for a pretty solid bitterness. Um, okay. And so, I mean, then we're looking at uh, alpha and all of that kind of stuff. So we're not looking so much at the poundage. And then at uh, Whirlpool Hops, we do, we have to take into account the amount of loss and also uh, the IBU pickup. Mm-hmm. And so we do about a 44-pound charge for most brews on the big system. Okay. Um, to be, and just so if you don't know this out there in the industry, your your hops often come in 44-pound boxes because yeah. that's mm-hmm. 20 kilograms. And out of kindness to the inventory people and, and to the, the brewers. And the math kidding me. I really like round numbers. There you go. It feels <laughs> good, <laughs> man. Put one box of hops in the Whirlpool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the dry hop is one box of Cascade. Yeah. One, One box, box of Centennial, Centennial, two boxes of Citra, and a box of Equinox. Now, I have other brewers that tell me that that's bullshit, that I write my recipes like that. But for real, man, we're a production brewery. This makes life easier. Yeah. We're making the yeah. beer we want, yeah. so shut the hell up. Well, Rob, I'm no making fucking 47.5 <laughs> pounds just so I have, like, an open box yeah. yes. with, like, not quite a full charge in there? No. Shut up. No, fuck you. That's <laughs> yeah. really impossible to handle. Yeah. Roger. Oh, no. Yes. We love you, Roger. Nobody You're a lovely we person. Love you. We love but he you. can fuck off. <laughs> That's the, what I'm getting from this. Um, and then what hops uh, What hops do you put in here? Cascade, Centennial, Citra, and Equinox. Okay. So a little old school, a little new school. Citra is still being the, the, the primary mover on this one. Yeah. I've talked to myself a little bit about moving some Bavarian mandarina into this one to really oh. kind of push the uh, the. Oh, we got mandarina the in other places. I know I've got mandarina all over the place, mm-hmm. but it really got it's a cream for that. There is. Yeah. Oh, well, that's excellent. Wow. Yeah. I appreciate that. I was that. I was ten percent mandarina here, but I'm now mandarina free. Wow. So I appreciate that. You're welcome. But what an orangey hop. I, <laughs> I have to say, like, I'm kind that's of a hop nerd. And those mandarinas came out, like, we did a lot of beers of those mandarinas. I really appreciate what they're doing in Germany and, like, Eastern Europe and places like that. Yeah. Like, more so. Mm-hmm. I, don't give, I actually, yeah, whatever. I actually don't give a shit about New Zealand hops. I know everyone <laughs> likes to be like, New Zealand hops is the shit. I actually don't give a fuck about those. I think there's there's stuff coming out of Slovenia right now, like the Styrian Cardinals and the, the Styrian, Styrian Wolves. Wolf. I yeah. think there's stuff coming out of the German experimental programs, like the uh, Whole Melons and dude, those the, are badass. Those, those right? are super. The Howard Blancs. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm having more fun with those hops. 
and I don't have to fight for them like the New Zealand guys were on the goods. Mm-hmm. You know, I bought a box of Galaxies on the resale market, twenty five bucks a pound, and I thought they were kind of like I didn't give a shit about them. Okay, yeah, good to know, man. But yeah. like I said, there's a I'll lot for it. everyone, right? Ward will take them. Not at 25 bucks a pound, you are. Oh, That's okay. kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I said I would take them, not pay for them. Yeah. Well, I respect that. Yeah. <laughs> I will steal them from you. Yeah, yeah those Hugh Melons are, are super dope. They're we fun. used those in our Vienna lager. At, uh, we did a Sierra Nevada. Uh, I feel that, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. They, cook, they go so, so good. So, well, Have you that, messed with the Blancs at all? They're, yeah. they're not, really oh, nice. Did I? No. Yeah, yeah, I think I did once. I made some weird fucking batter yeah. or whatever. To me, I think they're what Nelson people say Nelson's are like when, oh I get that white wine character out of Nelson's I get way the more out blocks, of that. the Hulk yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah way yeah. more yeah. way more like white grape character out of those totally mm-hmm. like really yeah. really neat stuff we have a really good time with that we had a spring beer called Hop Vice, which was apparently too expensive given the hop bill but <laughs> it was a lovely lovely beer and then we put like we, we put some like not look was it both Blancs and Melons or just yeah. Blancs uh... yeah it was at least just Blancs. We went nuts on that beer, we and did. it was gorgeous. I mean, it was, the hop yeah, character it was a lot was, of fun. Yeah. It was apparently very expensive. Very expensive, yeah. <laughs> Do you call it Bud Dink? It's very no. expensive. <laughs> no, I, do not do that. Oh, I don't understand. It's a Doug reference from Nickelodeon. Oh. It was after your time. <laughs> you I was going to say, I think I'm yeah, going to be too right. old for that. I didn't reference. get it on my rabbit ears. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, you were watching Johnny Carson. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was. Uh, let's move on to the aromatherapy, the Ooh. last beer in the session. Or in the uh, series. So, right. again, same same deal. Cascade, Centennial, Citra, Equinox. Um, because of the lower volume, because of the high gravity, mm-hmm. um, the hop pound per barrel is even higher. I am going to say that to my taste, this is the best triple IPA that I've ever made at Drake's. I wow. want to say I, that we at Drake's have ever yeah, made. It was a, this like, batch or this this recipe formulation? This, this recipe. Everything. Okay. The whole yeah, thing. Okay. It, was a really, it was a collaborative effort. Everybody at Drake's who is a brewer cellarman had their hands on this beer. Yeah, okay. the cellars um, made this beer every bit as much as the brew house mm-hmm. does. It had wow. a lot of babysitting. We did a lot of feedings. So yep. we filled it, filled it, fed it uh, Belgian candy sugar. Oh, okay. Uh, to get to bump it up to uh, the alcohol level that we're learning. So yep. we actually brewed it at kind of at a denog level. Um, so it would have been like about a nine and a half percent beer if we had just let and it then go. We okay. filled it. Uh, we filled. I keep on saying filled it. I don't know what that eh, is. It's a word. Fed it. Yeah. Fed it. <clears throat> okay. uh, a bunch of Belgian candy sugar until it. Um, Bumped up to about the eleven point three percent. Was that into the fermenter? Yep. It was. Okay. Yeah. It was like literally climbing on top of the fermenter every day and uh-huh. dumping a jug of I mean, we, candy sugar into it. We have oh, okay. a hop cannon that we actually use to put it in, and then we that research it. Sound as fun. I, <laughs> <laughs> I know, but there's less contamination. That's true. Um, and uh, and then we researched it with a research pump, and okay. so we had the pump on it, and uh, just. Constantly moving the wort and uh, the yeast and feeding it the sugar so that it was able to process that sugar, turn it into alcohol, and make it so that it's not, it's hot, but it's not insane for an 11.3%. No, it turned um, like under three, right? It did, yeah. And then uh, you still take, you can smell and taste the hops. And yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. 
For yeah. a beer that big, it's pretty impressive. And I think because of that process, uh, along with the recipe and the collaborative work from all of the folks at Drake's that really focused on it, uh, it is probably our, like he said, our most solid uh, triple IPA. And today. that's, I mean, I don't want to take anything away from Black Label. We're gonna we're gonna transplant this process onto Black Label next mm-hmm. year because this, you know. We all know the East doesn't want to make beers over ten percent. The East gets <laughs> right. Yeah, East gets real sad about that. So, like, we kind of trick this yeast and to some extent because we let it eat the most complex sugars first. Because if we put all that Belgian candy sugar into the kettle, then it would have immediately glommed onto those simple sugars, gotten drunk, and like said, and "Fuck off!" To those stronger yeah. sugars, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yeah. So this way, we like. You know, we just kept it rolling. Mm-hmm. This is how, it, 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 and it, we we stole this process from ourselves, <laughs> which I stole from myself when I was at Dogfish and we were making those like twenty percent beers. Yeah, because we fed mm. those beers. You know, mm-hmm. feeding those beers during fermentation was you know was a thing so. daily. Then, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah daily. daily, and okay. then keeping the 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 research action really helped too. Oh, and so okay. Don't let the yeast settle out. You don't let it settle. Yeah, you just we, we, keep we, it moving. You keep a, it warm. You keep yep. it active. We had a pump pulling off the bottom of the tank into the racking arm, shooting into the you know shooting upwards. So we had this constant convective <laughs> thing going on inside the tank. So okay. the yeast didn't have much choice but to be kind of like exposed <laughs> to the sugar and like oh, twenty four hours a day. Yeah, or? it's like having yeast on cocaine, where they just can't sleep. We're really? just like, like, oh, we're fucking going to keep for, on feeding you. For like 10 or whatever, how many days? Yeah. 24 yeah. hours a day. The pump uh, well, is... Well, not quite 24, but as long as we were working, we would, we would turn okay. off the pump and close the valves okay. when we were no longer there. And so we're, that'd be scary to have a uh, pump while you're yeah, right, yeah. right? Or like, yeah, you have valves open and a pump open and right. you lose your entire fucking batch. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we would... Yeah, so... We we work from six a.m. until one a.m. and so during those hours, though the entire time the pump was was working. And you don't worry no. about like losing aromatics or anything like that. Well, we or? didn't pre dry hop. It was okay. pre yeah. Mm, we didn't no. dry hop until after all of that was done. Okay. Yeah, and then once we're like, okay, it's money, we're good. Then we'd add the dry. Then we added the dry hop. Okay. I'm fairly sure those whirlpool hops didn't really do much for us. <laughs> okay. Other than suck up some more. Yeah. Or give us more IBU. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So you're not worried about any of that beforehand. You wouldn't, like, um, you know, uh, compensate for any sort of aromatic loss before the dry hop because it just doesn't matter because you're going to, yep. you added basically all a dry hop. Yeah. And it's such an aggressive dry hop that you're going to get a ton of those aromatics from that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And it's a PD pump, so it's a little, it's gentle. Mm. It's not like you're, I mean, you don't want any oxygen in, right? And right, so right. You're, it's a gentle pump that's just processing that work. Does it work when it's mid fermentation? Whatever that word is. <laughs> Semi beer, <laughs> yeah. Beer, beer. Baby right. beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. Do you think the uh, the pumping action also helps kind of degas the beer? Because I think sometimes the buildup of CO2 kind of. Inhibits the yeast a little bit too, oh, especially it in high alcohol. Definitely does. High alcohol absolutely beers like that. does. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, I, I really do believe that that helps that. Um, and it just keeps the yeast alive and awake, right? It just can't go to sleep. We're just like, bitch, you need to work. <laughs> right. Do you We're have like any... the pimp for the yeast. <laughs> do you have any nutrients? Take, take your Whoa. shoe off. Do you have any uh, second second editions of nutrient or anything? Uh, no. Not in this particular case. I mean, we've done that in the past, but n- not uh, in this particular case. Okay. No. They get their vitamins up front, that's it. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Yep. 
That's all you need, man. Zinc is what we use. Mm -hmm. Uh, Zinc or dead yeast cells. Yeah. And the same yeast, except for the Saison one. Same ale strain did all these beers? Yeah, we did 001. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and then, shout out I mean, to you again, Chris White. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and we harvest and repitch, so mm-hmm. yeah, up to about Gen 14, 16. Yeah. Very cool. Nice. The beers are tasting great. Guys are tasting good, man. I like the uh, I like the aroma series. I think it's a cool. It's a cool kind of thing fun. to do. It's yeah, fun for us. <clears throat> I bet. I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be cool to playing with stuff and especially mm-hmm. different takes on mm-hmm. on aromatics and, and IPAs. Clearly, you know, not all of them are IPAs, but uh, most, most of them. Most of them. Yeah. yeah. Has anybody ever complained about all the beers being the same color? No, I just actually are, was looking at it right now. I kind of want to complain to myself. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you dude, know, get creative. Is but that a thing? But but you start well, getting less pale, and then you're starting to deal with the interference of malt flavors with the hop flavors, and that becomes mm-hmm. a very different thing. Sure, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not necessarily what you're going for, but just someone come up and be like, uh, "They're all the same color. It's kind of boring, guys." <laughs> no. well, we I'm sure someone on Yelp has probably said that. <laughs> well, that's a different story. Yeah, that's yeah. a very different story. <laughs> yeah. um, well. You know, if you come into one of our retail outlets, we you know we got the barrel house out at the brewery, and we have the dealership up in Uptown, and we have about twenty eight beers on tap at the dealership, and twenty two at the barrel house. Yeah. There's a lot of different color there. Yeah. yeah. So the the fact that these five are somewhat related is totally cool because they're meant to be kind of related. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. So they're all kind of a variation of the themselves. Well, and what I like about you guys, you have something for every beer drinker. Yeah, you know, yeah. we do try I, I to like do that. that. Yeah, That's, I yeah. appreciate that. Cause I'm, not, <laughs> Thank you. I'm not an IPA guy at all, like just at all. But I like being able to still go and have a beer, right? Yeah. From, and, from and, Drake. So, and you know, that's one of the great things that we. Uh, that's one of the nice things that we try to do. I it's not great. It's nice. You've downloaded it, man. I'm trying to be chill <laughs> yeah. here. I'm not, it's fun to make a lot of different beers for different people, and and and, yeah. and the nice thing is like. I, I don't feel every beer on the market. Like, I, there are some beers I don't like. I'm not particularly a Saison guy, so I kick mm-hmm. those recipes to other people on staff. You know, we, we do, I think, I've worked a lot of different breweries, as you've seen by my unemployable resume there. That, <laughs> He's a flight risk. Yeah, right. That, you know, like, I didn't get a lot of opportunities to write recipes and shit when I was out there in the industry. If you talk to a lot of staff brewers, the, like, the idea of even getting close to a recipe is kind of like, oh, my God, they let me write a recipe. We we go to staff all the time and be like, you, you're like a beer-to-guard guy, right? Well, I want to release a beer-to-guard, so come and give me you know, some feedback on a recipe. Let's, you know, why do you, like, test-write a recipe or something like that? So we really, nobody on that, uh, in, on our staff, nobody in that calendar has not written recipes for us before. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Which, and and mm. I think because, I think it's really important if you're going to make a beer that you feel it. For sure, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. You got to yeah. love what you do, man. Especially in beer, I think mm-hmm. it'll show. Mm-hmm. And, so, and those recipes yeah. that can get kind of deep in flavors, uh-huh. um, and deep in hop selection, and mm-hmm. hop choice, and blending, and all that kind of stuff—that is very clearly done by someone who gives a shit. Mm-hmm. I, I think that I think it matters. I, yeah. I, I think if you, if you don't feel it, find someone who does or don't do it. Yeah. So me telling uh, my other brewer. 
that since she's from Scotland to make the recipe for the Scottish ale that's happening on Thursday, that was a good move. That's not racist. Yes. I mean, as well, long as racist, you, but, you know, who cares? <laughs> oh, okay. You can if be racist a... against Scottish people. It's cool. Oh, okay, that's right. Wait, hey. <laughs> They're Scottish. Yeah. I think I'm like disproportionately Scottish. <laughs> I just did that spit test thing. Well, you people are hella cheap. <laughs> well, okay. Fair enough. Oh, fine. Yeah. John and Dee, thank you guys very much for coming in and giving us some beers. And uh, from everybody at Drake's, thank you very much for b- producing these beers. And uh, where can we go to learn more? I imagine Drake's. Brewing.com, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, right? that's a good place to go. I believe right. it is drinkdrakes.com. Drinkdrakes.com, excuse me. I don't know, we're me. not marketers. Oh, we're shit. terrible about this stuff. We're really yeah. bad. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you can email drink, us and drink shit. Drinkdrakes, Drake's Brewing. I write like a blog every couple of weeks called Brewmaster Unfiltered, and it's kind of cool. I say stuff. Okay, Brewmaster Unfiltered. Check it out. I think that's it's what drinkdrakes.com. It's drinkdrakes.com. Drink Drake's.com. Dude, you're the best. John's blog is called drinkdrakes.com. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, probably. I don't All know. right, everyone. We're going to take a break, and we're going to let these two get back out to drinking some beers, and we're going to come back and probably do a little beer news. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's any good, but we'll see. Anyway, uh, stay with us, because you'll find out soon. It's the session. Hang on. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Check out their brand new patent-pending mash and boil 110-volt electric mashing and boiling unit. This compact all-stainless unit lets you mash, sparge, and boil just about anywhere that has a 110-volt plug. Double-wall construction adds to efficiency and safety, and a precise thermostat keeps temperatures where you want them. Unlike insulated buckets and converted coolers, multiple temperature rest mashing is easy to do all for under 300 bucks they also feature the mark ii work pump a magnetic drive high temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much as well as exclusive brewers edge regulators and quality keg king kegs and disconnects check them out today at williamsbrewing.com to bruise their vast selection with over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions moylan's brewing company is is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Moylan's. The end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, (laughs) nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. It's to help you out. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. You've got to try it on tap at Moylan's. 
in Novato. They're freaking awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers! Boom! Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four-pack tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. Army, have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, Y-yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. They even have all grain systems from Grainfathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems, thanks to Jade, the brand-new all-grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you and all of your brewing questions over at HopTech.com. HopTech, totally not sucking since 1983. Hey guys, what'll it be? I'm not sure. What do you recommend? A lot of people seem to like the Hefeweizen. Is that a German Hefeweizen or more of an American-style wheat beer? I'm not sure, but I can give you a taste. Okay, great. Great. The Cicerone Certification Program certifies and educates beer professionals in order to elevate the beer experience for consumers. Unfortunately, not every bar is staffed with certified beer servers who can guide their customers through a beer list. Here you go, guys. Let me know what you think of the Hefeweizen. Oh, yeah. That's definitely more of an American meat. But I can hardly tell because this beer just smells like sour butter. I wonder how long it's been since they cleaned the draft lines. Yeah, and look at the bubbles on the side of the glass. It's filthy. Somebody should tell these guys about the Cicerone program. For sure. How about we head somewhere else for another beer? Your server should give beer the same respect you do. Request quality. The Cicerone certification program offers four levels of beer certification, in-person classes, and course books for beer professionals. Check them out at Cicerone.org. The Cicerone Certification Program. We know beer. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. This is Jamel Zanisha, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. session. Thanks for hanging out. Loopy's in here stealing all this beer. We're drinking Warren's beer now. Yeah. He's he's just drinking all of the IPA that I brought. Me gusta. 
There <laughs> we go. What did he say? Um, he says that uh, he wishes he was taller. I Uh-oh. don't know, man. I don't know. Um, before we get to your beers, though, Warren. Yes. I do want to tell you about the Homebrew Label Awards. Please do. They're back. Oh, I didn't know they went away. Yeah, it's an annual thing. Uh, Homebrew Label Awards. Submit your artwork at homebrewlabelawards.com and let your homebrewing peers shower you with votes. The labels with the most votes can win fabulous prizes, which is pretty easy. Last year, they handed out over $5,000 worth of prizes to the winners of the Homebrew Label Awards. And this year, they're doing it again. No labels, Warren? You don't have any labels? You don't make labels? I don't. That's not a problem. It's not a problem at all. You can check out all the cool labels being submitted and cast your vote on your favorite ones. Help your fellow homebrewer achieve fame and glory. So go to homebrewlabelawards.com. I think they're going to open up, I think, Wednesday. The voting or the entry? The entry. Oh, nice. Yeah. So uh, right now you can go there to HumberLabelWords.com, sign up to be notified, and then you submit your label, and then you share it on social media and get all your friends to go there and vote for your label. And then whoever wins, wins. It's a popularity contest. So I have two days. I could make a label in two days. Here's the thing. There's also they're also doing a worst label contest. Oh, I have so, a way better chance at that. I think so, too. So like if you know that your label-making skills are shit, um, you know... Make one. Yeah. Enter it in the worst label category of the yeah. Homer Label Awards. I mean, it's nice that both ends of the spectrum are get recognition. Yeah, for you specifically. Right, yeah. All right, what are we drinking here right now, Warren? Uh, well, the one you lift into your face yes. is the IPA. But I'm holding it to my cheek. Is <laughs> yeah, that how we yeah. do it? Closer to your, yeah. pour it in your mouth. I'm, and, yeah. I, and I lean sideways and it yeah. drips into Just my eye. Roll, and it, that's yeah. how I, okay. Roll across your face. Through your long-haired eyebrows. So this is so this is uh, an IPA, a single IPA, seven percent alcohol. It's called appeasement. I don't like it. Yeah, it's an IPA. No, it's very bitter, but very bitter. Uh, yeah, to me, it's very bitter. Okay, it's on the lower end in, of the spectrum in terms of IBUs. That's what I mean. Okay, yeah, no, perfect. Uh, no, it seems it seems you have a lot of like. Bit, I don't know. It, it just it's very it's very bitter. It's very bitter for me. All right. I'm a I'm a gentle p- person. You are. Yeah. I've always said that about you. Uh, thank you. But it it does have like this really pleasant like um, candied melon thing going on. Yeah. So like the, a, like a like a honeydew candy or something. Yeah. The the just it's basically it two hops. Um, yeah. Well, it's got German Magnum for bittering. Because I think that gives it kind of like a nice smooth bitterness. It's not as aggressive as the kind of stereotypical American hops. Like Columbus is a common bittering hop yeah. um, for IPAs. And uh, the flavor is just Eldorado and Mosaic. Okay. And it's that in the Whirlpool and then that in a single dry hop edition. And that's it. You know, tasting it again, um, I don't get the bitterness. Like that harsh, like, you know, kind of a thing. Mm. Um, so it may have just been me at the, at the time, but uh, it's very pleasant. Yeah, it's down, I think, I want to say it's around 50 IBUs, maybe, somewhere around there. Okay. Which is on the lower side for IPA, single IPA. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of flavor there, which yeah. is nice, like and hot it, flavor. And it's very dry. Uh, the finishing gravity on this one, I think, is down around 10.06. Wow. And so all of the kind of sweetie, fruit, fruity flavors Sweeties. are just from... The hops. It's not actually uh, sweet malt character really in there at all. Well, that's good. Yeah. 
It's just raw two row and a little bit of Kara red to kind of darken it up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, our the the servers were having issues with the pale IPA and double IPA all being about 0.5 SRM oh, apart that, from each other. Oh, is that what you were, uh, you were talking to John and D about? Like, do you get any people complaining yeah. about shit's the same color? Yeah, it could have been okay. the staff, too. Like, <laughs> the staff was complaining that there were three beers that were basically the same color, and so how are they supposed so, to tell them apart on right. a flight or, or if they're bringing a bunch of pints to the table? Sure. And so I darkened up the pale ale... Um, the IPA is a hundred percent, uh, two row out of the silo. And this gets a half a sack per 10 barrels of Kara red, which is a 15 level bond, um, malt from fireman. And, uh, it darkens it just a little bit basically for the servers. Yeah. Yeah. Doing it for the servers. Right. That's all. I do everything for the servers. (laughs) Uh, and then what's the next one here? Uh, the next one is our middle out, uh, Vienna lager. Um, it's a Silicon Valley reference. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've never seen that show. Yeah. I know I, it exists, but yeah. I've never seen it. Uh, basically, I, when I was trying to name it, uh, for some reason, I just r- realized uh, that I, I just saw a sack of Weirman malt, Vienna yeah. malt. Also, uh, the German translation is Wiener. Right. And I look up on the TV, and Thomas Middleditch, who's the star of Silicon Valley, was like, on the TV. Oh, okay. And so it made me think of the the middle out joke about how they how long it would take to jerk a room of four hundred guys off. No. Oh. So All nice, right. nice quality dick joke. Right. You got to yeah. throw a dick joke in there. Right. Every now yeah. And then. So yeah. So this is our Vienna Lager um, second batch coming out. It's going to be a permanent handle uh, uh, at the pub. Oh, that's cool. Starting now. Good. So this batch. After this batch uh, runs out, we'll have the next one ready to go right after. I really like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it is not a copy of Slow Clap, so you don't have to worry. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I would be upset if it was. <clears throat> no, it, the, Slow Clap was a lot more, like, I guess robust. I don't know. It's, it was pretty, like, rich. Mm-hmm. This is on the, it feels like on the lower end of the of the malt flavor, which I actually really like. <clears throat> Sometimes Vienna lagers can get too weighed down and too muddled with all that shit. Yeah. And then this has just... Uh, I'm trying to say your beer's watery, is what I'm trying to say. I, I mean, I, I get it. Okay. You don't have to say it out loud. Oh, okay. Um, it's And the hops aren't aren't the new school German hops like we used in Slow Clap. This is just uh, Tettnanger and Hauertal Mittelfru. Um, and uh, one interesting thing about the next batch is I tried to do a step mash on the next batch and so we'll, oh, really? we're kind of yeah wow because <laughs> why not you know because you hate your life right already, or you don't hate your life enough and i mean i thought this beer turned out good so why not run the risk of the next one not being as good <laughs> yeah. smart so, yeah i smart. figure why not do that <laughs> why um, not is right so uh I actually brewed that <clears throat> last week the, the the next batch with the step mashing mm-hmm. and one kind of interesting thing is that so far um in the same amount of time the new batch is actually um four tenths lower already so it's fermenting faster interesting yeah so i'm kind of curious to see what it does in terms of terminal gravity right um and so basically i mean i just did a a protein rest at a a 122 Mm -hmm. for 10 minutes and then i've i've got a, a mash kettle whirlpool combi vessel yeah and so i can just use steam and heat up the mash um, to whatever temperatures I want, do m- multiple steps if I wanted to. So I just did that two steps, and then I also mash out. 
kind of how Drake's was saying for ease of transferring the the or for mash or for loudering and all mm-hmm, that stuff. Mm-hmm. I do that too, just because I've had not? a stuck mash once, right? And I did not enjoy it. Yeah, it was not good because the because it dropped the whole when I transferred it, the whole thing dropped to about one thirty-five, and all of the mash started gelatinizing, Ew. and it wasn't great. No, that's no good, dude. Yeah, but you know what else? But you know what is good. No, Please you know tell what else me. Is good. What is good? The Chamonix Creek. Yeah, they make a good Vienna lager. They really do. Uh, the Chamonix Creek Brewing has been on the Philly beer map since 2012. They just recently took home their fourth Philly Beer Scene Magazine Award for Brewer of the Year and the third for Brewery of the Year. Two-time GBF Vienna Style Lager Medal winner. Also, uh, they won a bronze for their smoked lager in 2016. They have a large, expanded, and recently renovated tap room with 24 beers on tap, 18 of which are rotating and seasonal uh, or limited beers, which is great, which to me speaks to the, the depth of a, of a brewery. Having a lot of limited seasonal beers? Yeah. 18, you have 24 taps, 18 are, are rotating and, and seasonal or whatever. Like, you're, you're making a lot of beer. You're being creative. I like that. It means you don't like your cellar manager. <laughs> That's right. It means you hate your cellar guy. Uh, they have a variety of beer styles from hoppy double IPAs to sessionable and poundable lagers, which I can attest to, mm-hmm. to oak fermented taste on sour beers. Uh, check out com. And if you're in the Philly beer area, dude, uh, hit him up. Hit him up for show, for show. All right, let's do a little bit of beer news, and then we're going to leave. Uh, don't forget about our Twitter game brought to you by the California Crappers Association. Right. Yeah. Bevo's handling all of that. I'm sure she is. Um, <clears throat> here's a cool story. Uh, modern times. We haven't had them on the show, but they're kind mm-hmm. of a, they, they've been growing in this region, and they're, right. they're an up-and-coming brewery. Uh, modern Times Beer is becoming California's first employee-owned brewery. Oh, yes. Which is kind of cool. The first one in California. First one in California. Okay. Yeah, um, I mean they're 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 going through a huge expansion. They're going to have a project. Uh, they're doing projects in downtown L.A. and in Anaheim, hmm. near near Disneyland. I don't know if it's near Does Disneyland, that mean but they're they're not paying their employees anymore. They're just giving them equity, <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, the brewery, which debuted its Point Loma flagship in 2013 and launched its North Park tasting room in 2014, announced today that will be transitioning to an employee-owned company. Uh, through the repurchase of shares from its outside investors, Modern Times is currently 30% employee-owned. But the brewery is working with uh, some advising company on an employee stock ownership plan with the goal of becoming completely employee-owned as soon as it's financially feasible. Hmm. Uh, the majority owner, Jacob McKean, said that he felt this move was the right thing to do for Modern Times' 116 employees. Wow saying that it will strengthen their collaborative and creative culture, help attract top quality new talent, and put a sustainable ownership structure in place that will help assure the independence of the company. Hmm. Calling it the single proudest achievement as founder and CEO of Modern Times. He also shared, My hope is that this will point the way forward for other businesses in our industry and beyond. Our trajectory shows that a company can grow at a meteoric rate while handsomely rewarding all of the people who made that growth possible. In fact, we show that it's necessary. Our values and culture are competitive advantages that have propelled us to where we are today. Uh, they're, uh, they say, modern times is proof, Warren, that a startup brewery can compete and win in the craft beer market without selling out. All mm. while taking outstanding care of our employees and rewarding our investors. 
Well, the investors are selling out to the employees. That's correct. So it's still... Is it selling out if it's reverse selling out? Well, how is it reverse selling? That's buying. Well, we're no reverse selling out. By selling selling out to the common man? Yeah, right. Because selling out is hyphenated. So let's not make that mistake. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, yeah, you can't have a, if you can't you're not as a company you're not selling out if you sell to a smaller person. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's only the big people that buy you up that to sell out. In my mind. Yeah, that to me employee ownership. I, I don't know a ton about how the mechanics of it work, but that just seems like a, a really messy situation. <laughs> uh, you're you're probably not wrong, dude. You're probably not wrong. And I, I don't to, as an employee, I would kind of want to be like, I don't know if I want all of these other people to be owning the company that I'm working for. Right. And, and, uh, you know, I, I, I yeah, I, I would, it would be hard for me, excuse the stammering. Cause I can't figure out a thought right now. It would be tough for me because I would be looking at, uh, let's say Bev, <laughs> right? What is it you do here? <laughs> yeah. And be like, <laughs> You're on target again. I'm not saying that she is, but I'm using her to, her past yes. as an example. Like then, I, that would bum me out. I'd be like, "Well, what are you doing? Like, we're trying to be, we're trying to elevate our our, our thing right now." Yeah, it would create a lot more, or I would feel, I would imagine it would create a lot more animosity in that, situations like that. Right, and yeah. especially like for me because I think I can do everything better already. Yeah, I don't need to have a financial responsibility to make sure that that comes to fruition. <laughs> right. Yeah, listen. Bev, as a business owner, I really need you to step it up yeah. and not be on target so much. Business owner to business owner. <laughs> I need you to stop with the e-commerce. And then she looks like, I don't know what she looks like. You know mm. what? Actually, look at her face right now, Warren. She looks like she's going to spit in your poke bowl. It's a, it's a little contorted, but she kind of she kind of looks like that face that Abby gives whenever she kind of doesn't understand what's happening oh, right now. Oh, yeah. Just that kind of weird... <laughs> if I smile, they'll yeah. start talking about something else. Like squinty-eyed, thin-lipped, like, nonsense. <laughs> Hi. Are you not on? You're on. No, no, sorry. Now you're on. Oh, shocker. You had me turned off. Yeah. As a business owner, Jason, <laughs> I feel like... Oh, dead air is not good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know exactly what's going on, and I'm looking at you in a way that I would look at other people that I dislike. <laughs> By the way, Poke Bowl actually totally was close, so we got to figure out something else for dinner. Uh, I filled it. out the form. I, I saved it for next time. <laughs> I took my pill, and what time did they close? Uh, nine o'clock. Apparently, Lupe was wrong in mm-hmm. saying that they closed at nine thirty. First of all, you listen uh, to that motherfucker. I know. What is I, wrong th- with you? Bevo down. Bevo down. Bevo down. Bevo was good. Yeah, is Bevo finding out uh, more food options for us? Because Jason's hungry. Bevo was going to have a conversation with you guys about that. Okay, mm-hmm. let's just do it right now. <laughs> well, we got Mexican. All right, let's do it. Fine. Okay, all then right. it's done. We'll right. have Lupe handle it though. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right, so you're going to handle that right now? Stop staring at She's me. Doing yes, the Twitter I game. will take care. I am actually doing the Twitter game. Okay, good. What about food, though? <laughs> yeah, what about food, though? <laughs> I care more about my own hunger than the food. What? 
Wait, then the Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> words be all hard. Yeah. They really wordy. Do. All right, uh, here's a, a a boring article, but it's fun at the same time. Hey, it's from the Economist, and it's full of a lot of beer puns. Perfect. Like the title, "Craft Beer in America Goes Flat." Uh, do you get it? No, no. Neither do I. Um, basically, they're talking about. Let's see. They have a couple of numbers. Um, well, they're an economist. That's true. Hopefully they would. Uh, they're saying sales have been flat for a few years, and 2017 has been especially slow so far. The volumes of beer sold at stores for the three months of June, or the three months to June 17th, um, were 1% lower than in the same period last year. So I guess like second mm. quarter was 1% lower than last year. According to Nielsen, which is a market research firm, mm. brewers are now waiting with some anxiety, apparently, for data about sales during the July 4th holiday. Um, the start of the year has been as bad as I can remember, says uh, some stuffy suit from another research firm. And they're saying the dip is a result of two problems. First, the consumption of wine and spirits is growing more quickly than that of beer and has been for nearly 20 years. Women are drinking more booze, but often prefer wine and spirits. Men are turning to a wider range of drinks, including whiskey and wine. Uh, The Economist is saying the second difficulty is that after years of effervescent growth... Another pun. Craft beer has gone flat. Volumes grew in 2016, but half as quickly as in 2015. In the 13 weeks to June 17th, craft beer sales and volumes uh, both dropped by 0.7% and 1.5% respectively. It may be that craft beer has reached its natural limit, both because there are only so many people who want to buy it and because there is only so much shelf space that stores can provide. So were they were all those numbers about beer being down only craft beer or beer as a whole? I don't know. They don't really specify what they consider craft beer because I've seen like the Chicago Tribune call Goose Island craft beer. So who knows? Mm, okay. I, I honestly don't know. But I mean that is a good question. Um, and they make a couple other points. Um, saying that many distributors and retailers are are getting a little bit weary of dealing with a jumble of brands. Yeah. Some cases of beer going bad before they can be sold. It's hard for retailers to know which beers to stock because consumers, spoiled for choice, have proved fickle. Sales of Saison, farmhouse beers, which they call a spicy pale ale, um, (laughs) rose by 28% in 2015. And, of course, it only fell in 2016. Here's another good pun. As the market loses its fizz... All right. Uh, debates are intensifying about whether independent beer companies can thrive in the shadow of Anheuser-Busch. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I thought it was kind of interesting. Not enough to read the entire article, um, but, uh, you know. Yeah. Something I, to think about, I guess, if you're trying to open a brewery, dude. Right. Maybe that's why the investors of Modern Times are wanting to sell to the employees. Yeah, maybe you think it was an investor-driven thing. Like, hey, why don't you guys become? <laughs> it's employers? easier. Let's just buy. Let's just have them buy us out, right? Instead of shopping around. I'm in for it. Yeah, you know what else I'm in for, Warren? Uh, AHA membership drive. Oh, I was guessing Adam and Eve. Wait, Bev, are these dates incorrect? Because it says 2016. Brew guru, did I print you the wrong one? Yeah, sure did. Adam and Eve. 
Have you seen what the Brew Guru app can do for you, Warren? The free Brew Guru app <laughs> from the American Home Brewers Association of America. Um, basically, you download it to your phone, and it tells you where you can get a good beer. And then yeah. if you tie it to your Zymergy account, or your, uh, excuse me, your AHA membership card, then you get a discount at those places. Right. It tells you where you can save money on beer. Which is even better. Right. Yes. Uh, and you also get articles from Zymergy already right there. Uh, you know, it's it's a cool tool. It's free. You go to the, um, the uh, oh, fucking, an- not Android, but the iPhone. I always forget the iPhone, John. Uh, Apple iTunes? Store? Apple Store. Apple iTunes. Store. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, you, go to the and- you go to Google Play for the Android, which is right. a far superior platform, let's just be honest. Yes. Uh, but check it out. BrewGuru, it's free. Even if you don't have right. the, AHA, the membership. Yeah. You still get to know. So if you're in a, a new city, you don't have to Yelp shit. Right. You just pull up the Brugger app. You won't get the discounts. You won't like get the a discount. Cool, like a cool cat. Like, but Like a cool cat. That's right. Like some kind of cool cat. You still get to know cat. where they are. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, you want a cheaper yeah. beer? Do, do, do. Whatever. All right, let's do another stupid news article. Fine. <clears throat> These two are fun. It's fun news. Uh, uh, I have to. Uh, fine. Let me get ready to have fun. Okay, I'm ready. A man tried to rob a convenience store for beer with a sword. (laughs) (laughs) Sam? Oh, yeah, right. Uh, It could be. (laughs) This is the black Sam. Driving a Toyota. A 48-year-old man armed only with a sword tried to rob beer from a convenience store owner who fought back with a broom handle. (laughs) Thursday wow. night. Just, I mean, that's that's the first sentence in the article. So I had to fucking read about it. Uh, Did he guy, get the beer? I don't know. The guy is called Reginald Lied. Is suspected of robbing the Time Saver convenience store on West Broadford Street in Tallahassee. Uh, Lied entered the store pointing a two-foot sword at the owner and demanding a beer. Well, it's Florida. <laughs> Give me a beer. I just want a beer. The owner defended himself with a broom handle. Officers patrolling the area heard someone yelling near the business. When they arrived, Lyde was backing out of the front door of the business and pointing his finger toward the store. He then threw something into the store. Um, the empty beer? I don't know. But, like, bro had a sword, and he backed away from a guy with a broom handle. So do you think he left his house just always carrying the sword? Or was he like, I'm going to go steal a beer, go hold up a quickie mart. Good question. I'm grab this sword. It's a good question. I have no idea. What? If, I mean, he look, he doesn't sound like he was all together there because what he should have done is, hey, I have this sword. Can I trade you for a beer? <laughs> to me, that sounds better. Well, and that's also not illegal. <laughs> right. Just offering, offering a barter. Right, that's up to the guy, uh, the guy who you know owns the shop, and then the the checker, right? Like, yeah, who cares? So, so did the police arrest him, or they just watched him back out of the store? <laughs> no, they yeah, they oh. watched him back out, and were like, "It's fine, he's gone, <laughs> it's okay." Dude, you know what? I've, so I've been watching this new show on Netflix called uh, "Can't Pay, We'll Take It Away." Which is an English, it's a British repo. show. It's a, yeah, it's a British show, but it's like repo. So what they do there is different than what they do here, I guess. Where like the uh, like a landlords can hire this company who then goes to court and then gets like a warrant to enter the premises to evict the the tenant. Okay. But they're the nicest fucking people, dude. The fucking Brits 
They're like super <laughs> respectful about it. And more, I mean, it's probably just for the show, but well, no, I shouldn't say that. The ones they use on the show are, are at least one an episode. It's like this dude going above and beyond because he has to like kick out people with kids. And, okay. and he's like, well, you got, we have to evict you tonight. And they're like, no, that can't be. That's not true. He's like, I just, I'm doing what the thing says. Like, and they're super yeah. calm and English about it. And uh, everyone gets all up in their shit. And, like, they'll be calling, like, the, the, like, the council and trying to get emergency housing for these people. And they just go, like, above and beyond. It's really cool. But it's also really interesting because it drills into your brain um, how easy it is to get into debt. And then mm. what happens? Apparently, um, according to the first episode, you can if you own a car, you can uh, you know take a loan out on the car. Right. Apparently, you can take out multiple loans. Okay. And the interest rates can be four hundred percent. Yeah. Which if seems you're layering loan on top yeah, of loan. Seems yeah. predatory. Yeah. Uh, but there's I, I don't know I don't know what's going on. But, but they're not making the person come. That's true. And ask for money. That's true. And it's just it's just crazy. Yeah. How's your new house coming? <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I, and uh, God, dude, this one chick was like, uh, I think it was, I, f- I forget who it was actually. Oh no, there were a couple people where uh, they would go. Yes, it was this Polish deli okay. somewhere in London, and um, the chick made it seem the lady, whatever, <laughs> who worked there, made it seem like she had no idea that her husband, as far as she knew, was paying the rent. Okay. And the, these guys cl- came to collect and then if they weren't they're gonna have to start pulling equipment and sell it to like pay the debt off right, right? from the business yeah, yeah it was like 10 grand or okay. whatever 10 10,000 pounds and uh she was like no he's as far as i know he's been paying everything and she was like super distressed about it and i was i looked at tara and was like if you ever because she does all the money because i'm stupid <laughs> if you if you're I'm ever like, in that position yeah i'm like i would be like gone and she's like really i'm like yeah if you made us lose our house because you didn't pay the, <laughs> the yes i would that would yeah. be a deal breaker well because it's it's all my investment from our house that we just sold yeah it's all my money not all my well, money, but you, would, you know what I mean. Well, and you would also have to go because you can't stay there. Can't stay there. Gotta right. go. Yeah. I'd be like, I, I, no. You I, just wouldn't tell her where you were going. I would divorce. I'd be like, there's no way. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I could not be with you. I could not do it. And I would expect the same from you. And she just looked at me and like, <laughs> I said too much, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why she was upset at breakfast. Maybe she was. <laughs> Who knows? No, you're not supposed to tell her I fucking told that story. Uh, you know what's cool, though? How to Brew 2017. Oh, I love I love knowing how to brew. It's good. Well, everyone has that dog-eared copy. you got to replace it right now because, essentially, it's a totally new book. The fourth edition has 600 pages, and every chapter has been updated and expanded, and there are five brand-new, totally brand-new chapters. Whether you want simple, surefire instructions for making your first beer or you're a seasoned home brewer working with all grain batches. Look, I don't have to fucking sell you on how to brew, okay? There's a new book. Everybody in brewing knows that this is the Bible. Yeah, that, okay? it's my favorite home brewing book. It's, for me, it's this, Designing Great Beers and Brewing Classic Styles. Yep. These are the three. That's the trifecta of, of brewing books. Mm-hmm. And How to Brew has a new updated one, five new chapters, updated pages, updated all sorts of shit. So go over to brewerspublications.com and uh, grab one because it's totally worth it. Yeah. I need John Palmer to dog-ear my new one to match all of Dude, the pr- marks pr- that I have in my old one. A pre-dog-eared book. Yeah. That'd be great. That he, he picks out all the important parts. <laughs> yeah. Spills his own work right. on it. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. uh, here's, a, here's our last story, Warren, our last beer story. 
and it's a fun one. It's another fun story. I had so much fun last time. Yeah. Um, there's a guy in Australia, okay, <laughs> who took a flight from Melbourne to Perth. I don't know how okay. far. The guy could be 10 years away. I have no idea. Around the world? Um, yeah. Uh, he... He arrived at the airport with nothing but a solitary can of something called Emu Export Lager. So he just had a, a can of beer, closed can of beer. He, that's where he, he arrived? He arrived at the airport, had no okay. baggage except for a closed oh, can of beer. I see, yes. Okay. Um, the ground staff uh, you know, caught him or whatever. They said you can't board the plane with the thing. Okay. So he checked his can of beer. <laughs> He checked his can of beer. Did he have to pay full price? He told, I don't know. He told the Daily Mail Australia, my mate works at the airport and we hatched a plan as a laugh. I didn't, I half didn't expect it to come out the other end, but when it did, it was sent out well in front of all the other luggage. So the baggage handles, uh, handlers obviously appreciated it. <laughs> and there's a photo and it's just, it's this fucking amazing photo of a lone beer can. And they, oh, wow. you know, that giant long right, printout the scan, they yeah. taped it around the thing. So it has a tag. It, the tag is longer than the beer can. Mm-hmm. And it's just sitting on this conveyor belt with no other bags around <laughs> it. dude. And uh, oh, apparently it's on the other side of Australia. I don't know if whatever the TSA equivalent is in Australia have the uh, tags that they'll leave in your suitcase, like. Just so you know, your bag has been inspected. Oh yeah, by the TSA. Yeah, if they had someone drank that beer and then just taped this pack, like this bag has been inspected by the Australian that TSA. Been good. Oh, that would have been amazing. That's amazing. You know what else is amazing? Beersmith. Oh yeah. One of these times, I'm going to be right. <laughs> Go to beersmith.com. Twenty-one day free trial. Twenty-one days free. What's free these days? Besides Beersmith, probably not much. So uh, go to beersmith.com, learn about the best way to um, design your recipes, essentially. It's a great brewing software. has a bunch of uh, functions that you don't even know you need. So check it out, beersmith.com. It'll, right. it'll even manage your inventory. That's right. right? Yeah. yeah. So that way you know when you need to go shopping. Which, for you, it's every weekend. Right. Well, Apparently. yeah. Well, I just go to more beer to hang out. Uh, let's do the Twitter game. Oh, okay. Okay. Twitter game is brought to you by the California Craft Brewers Association. Uh, go. Uh, is Bev doing this? She's the only one who's seen. Oh, I all thought of Bev it. was giving us food, but okay. Go ahead, Beverly. You know, Taryn makes that sound. <laughs> that same exact <laughs> sound. Because I mean, the it's thing. Weird. Sometimes when you talk, it just takes me a minute to like not kill you. <laughs> hmm. And I feel like she probably also has this problem. Probably. Um, Chalk it up to another one. Our Twitter game tonight was, since we're all a bunch of winners here at the BN, well, except for JP. Wow. What award does JP deserve? Yeah, what what award does he deserve, Bevo? Steaming pot. Um, Wow. All right, the first one, I can't even read his name. So far, this, this is going really well. Echenter, E-C-H-E-N-T-R-E, Slim. Right. Okay. Number one sore loser. In parentheses, it says runner-up. Oh, man. <laughs> Mike Shoemaker. JP should get an award for making excuses for Justin for why he's rarely on the BN anymore. <laughs> Uh, that's true. I probably should. But, it, well, you know, now I'm not making it. Yeah, now you were just real. saying why. Yeah. Clayton says, John. 
Just, <laughs> just John. That's your award. Like, J-A-W-N? But that could be anything. Like, like J-O-H-N no, or J-A-W-N? No, J-A-W-N. Oh, John. Like, the John Award. But Kay. can't John be anything? John is anything and everything. It's all yeah. the things. Yeah, you can bring the John to the Johns if you want. John A. says... <laughs> <laughs> that was just a happy coincidence. <laughs> says a participation award because we all know he only gets second place in life. (laughs) I laughed out loud at that one. Who said that piece of fucking garbage? John A. J-O-H-N And now John B. John B. Good. Greg Hack says... Wait, stop. Hold on. For God's sake. Second place in life. In life. Thank you. Okay, go ahead. Greg Hack says, best thyroid. (laughs) Oh, right. About that. Some of these are good. I was going to say great and good and good came out. Good. Well, you're a professional. I'm a professional. A professional. I haven't even drank. Harry says, the can't let it go award for... For working New England IPA into every freaking interview, including today's. I didn't actually didn't do that. And most of the time, it's not me. It's the guest. Right. Yeah. So, Harry, you're not on. People That's can't fine. stop talking about it. Yeah. Uh, Share Six Killer says, most offs to fuck award. Hashtag fuck off. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, you're definitely not good at zero fucks. No, I care too much. Yeah. Ryan Turner says, most likely to finally get on a plane without meds and actually have the show Lost happen to him. Okay. Actually have the what? The show Lost. You know, the Lost. Oh, yes. Okay. The end. The end. I didn't hear Ross's Twitter. Yeah, well, because Ross apparently has pulled out of listening now is what he he was implying. Yeah, Ross did not tweet. And if he did wasn't funny and I didn't include it. <laughs> you and you're not Ross. friends with Bevo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> didn't you say Justin was supposed to call in? Did that ever happen? Uh, Justin said earlier that he would. He may call in. Okay. Um, I was not expecting it to happen. <laughs> and now true. that it has not happened, I'm not surprised. All right. So far. Right. Show is not Show's over. Show's not over yet. It's actually probably one of the longest shows that I've ran. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah, I don't know. It's like three oh. and a half hours. Yeah, it's actually Whoa. a good show. Yeah, well, we had a lot of good, uh, a lot of music. Yeah. So. Usually, I want to be out of here a lot sooner. Me too. I wanted to be out of here at five. Oh, I, I left one out. I'm sorry. There's one more. <sighs> okay, go ahead. Asia A S A Asa. Be so dumb. Oh, be so dumb. Stop. What the fuck is that? <laughs> That's not how you spell Asia. It's no, not. it's not. No, you know the, the uh part in Asia? Asia. Yeah, there's an I. Yeah, so it's A-S-A. Yeah. Okay. It's not Asia. Okay, then. Bevo dumb. It's probably, honestly, it's probably pronounced Asia, and I'm not the dumb one. Regardless, I like how she honestly. Right, yeah, that was you, that was her being honest right there. Yeah, people would pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, thank Asia. you for thank you for being honest and upfront with that thought. Asa Dunkerton. <laughs> oh, so it's a real name. Okay, it's a real name. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, world's greatest cat wrangler, and that's it. We'll take it. Hmm. 
I know you like cats, so I included it. Good tweet, Asia. I hope her name's Asia. <laughs> Me too. And I Actually, hate you. I, I hate you both so I, much. I have her husband's name's Africa. <laughs> okay. Man. God. A- Asia? Yes, Asia. Asia, A-S-A. Yeah. Asia. 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 All right, so the four I have here on my list, and you guys can feel free to add them. Uh, Clayton just said John. No. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. I kind of like that one. I kind of like it, too. Um, I'm fine with so it being I'll on the it. list. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it'd be funnier if it was John's, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, John A. says second place in life, which I feel like that was too close to... His was, his was longer than that. That was the a yeah. participation award because we all know he only gets second place in life. That's right. Mm. I'm going to take that off. <laughs> I don't like that one anymore. Oh, that's just because it hurts your feelings. Yeah. That's right. Well, it's not a participation award if you win second place. That's called just second place. Well, and you're also not winning second place. You're just getting it. Right. <laughs> because you don't win it. That's true. You're the first loser. Right. Which takes us back to... Ek- Tentry Slim, <laughs> number one sore loser. Spelled S H A W N. I'm just gonna call him Slim. <laughs> Hashtag one sore loser. Okay, so and then we have uh, Greg for best thyroid, which I thought was pretty good, and then Asia <laughs> with world's best cat wrangler, whatever it was, world's greatest uh. cat wrangler. <laughs> So, I have Slim with number one sore loser, Greg, best thyroid in Asia, world's greatest cat wrangler. What do you guys think? I vote thyroid. Uh, yeah. That's hella funny. I, I think that one also. All right. Greg. Greg. Where does Greg live, by the way? Yeah, I don't know. He's going to Sacramento. Okay. Yeah, he's going to Sacramento on September 8th. Or, excuse me. From September 7th through the 9th. The third annual Craft Beer Summit and Beer Festival. So, Greg, not only do you win tickets to the Beer Festival, but you win tickets to the Craft Beer Summit. So you can sit there and network with established and upcoming brewers, learn from equipment vendors and suppliers, and get tips on how to perfect and improve your home-brewed beer. Get the chance to hear brewing industry innovators and pioneers talk about their days as homebrewers and share stories from their startup experiences. You can ask the brewmaster, which is a session they have, how to start a brewery if you want. The three-day event ends with the largest craft beer festival in California, featuring more than 160 breweries from across California right in front of the state capitol. The summit is a valuable and educational event for everyone You can uh, learn to pair beer with food, taste, and discuss different beer styles or advance your understanding of distribution channels, because why not? Uh, Tickets are available for the one-day event or the entire summit, so if you are not lucky enough to be Greg, um, you can still go. Go to CACraftBeerSummit.com. Actually, the early bird discount ends today. So, so if you have a few hours. Yeah, if you have a few hours, guys, if you want to go to this thing, uh, and I would highly yeah. recommend it. I hear nothing yeah. but great things about it. It's basically an NHC for both professional and homebrewers. Right. And everyone gets to hang out and drink beers together. It's right. not bad. Absolutely. Um, okay, you know what else isn't bad, Warren? Adam and Eve? Adam and Eve! Yes! Look at you, dude. I knew I'd be right. Uh, they are determined, them being Adam and Eve, to help you spice things up in the bedroom. Good, I hope I can get... Go to adamandeve.com and you'll get 50% off almost any item when you enter offer code BNARMY at checkout. 
You also get the free Big O kit, which is their exclusive Climax gel and a mini vibrator. Uh, you also okay. get your entire order sent to you for free. Whoa. So hurry. I'm just trying to be like the most boring reader. I have to hurry. You have to hurry up right now. Take advantage of this limited time offer. because they My do phone's like to, about to die. They do like to change the offers up. So it's they actually do. legit like hurry up, you know, because you never know what you're going to get next. Um, you can get a new adult toy, a naughty movie, or almost anything else. Don't forget, you choose that one item at 50% off. You get free shipping, big O kit which has the Climax gel and the vibrator. Uh, BN Army at checkout. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y at adamandeve.com. Is it tasty-shaped yet? <laughs> the vibrator? Fuck no. <laughs> but I, I'm, I bet he's wondering why not. Yeah. How's that tour coming? Yeah, Bev, how's that tour coming? Uh, okay, we're going to get out of here, everybody. Thank you very much for sticking with this weird nonsense we call the session. Thank you to Drake's for allowing D and John to come in here and uh, tell us a bunch of stories and, and give us kind of a lot of recipes, uh, or at least uh, different parts of them, for sure. We got the Aromacoma recipe, so that's yeah. cool. And uh, they were they were prepared, man. They had everything printed out. They were ready to go. Yeah. I like that. I like that sort of preparation. Uh, join us next week when August Shell Brewery is going to be on the show in studio. Jace, the uh, head brewer there, is going to be in studio. We're going to talk about lagers. And they're also doing a really kick-ass Berliner Weiss program, too. So this is going to be a rad show. You lager brewers out there, tune in. Tune in live. Call in. This is this is access that you don't normally get with stuff like this, I think. Yeah. You know, a, a giant brewery. like Not giant, right. but a old, big brewery pumping Sec- out sick lagers. Second oldest in the nation. That's right. They've been doing it for a while. All right, everyone. Thanks a lot for uh, sticking with us, and uh, we'll see you next time. Great as his charity crest.